Rob and Akiva need a podcast And they need your help And you make it onto the wheel Rob and Akiva need a podcast Yeah, they'll buy or sell Your ideas, they'll talk about it Till you've gotten your fill Every weekend, better attend You can guess what will be coming up next Rob and Akiva need a Yes, that's right. Robin Akiva Nita podcast episode number 109. Yes, and we are going to choose your Renap venture here after a, a, a nail biter of a wheel spin last time out. Now, here is the man who we are all thankful for this week. Here is Uncle Kiva, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? Oh, it's great. Uh, yeah, I spent my whole week calculating what this episode would be. And finally, we figured it out on like Thursday. Yeah, it was a real nail biter of the wheel spin. And it involved uh, calls to our ombuds person. It's, it sounds like a conversation with the Supreme Court to ultimately get us here to choose your own Renap venture, Akiva. Yeah, that's right. We went to Aisha. We went to the Supreme Court. We decided what the poll would be. But then the, the listeners, a lot of people thought maybe we'd go in one direction and the listeners wanted chaos. But the listeners acted uh, not just in plurality, but in the majority. They wanted to hear Mike and Liana come on and have us choose our own, choose our own uh, Renap venture. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we're here to do today. Last time out, we spiced up our lives talking about all things Spice Girls. I had a lot of fun last week. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, with our with our experts I, I do like when people are really passionate about something usually you know comes out and shows so hopefully mike and leon are extremely passionate about choose your own adventure stories i think so i think so i've listened to the bnb but let's find out because let's bring in the two people who have put together everything that we are going to be talking about today of course you can hear them many months out of the year talking about survivor and big brother as the co-host of the rhap B and B. Here are Mike and Liana. How are you? Good, 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 good. I think that the way that this episode was chosen was very appropriate. It was essentially a choose your own adventure to choose your own adventure, and uh, and I think that you know we're just we're happy to be here and we're happy to have been the people's choice. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's it, to Liana's point, it was a bit choose your own adventure, but it was almost like choose your own adventure where like the thumb was on a scale where I believe <laughs> choose your own adventure was brought up like roughly four out of the maybe nine times you spun mm-hmm. the wheel. So like truly the Renat gods have put this in place. I've actually gone back and reviewed like my previous appearances on Renap, and I have unintentionally become like the Lord of the people's choice. Uh, because I think last time I was on here, we did the ops stands versus ops, which I believe was a people's yeah. choice. When we were on here a year ago doing game night one, I believe that was also a people's choice. So what a flex by Mike Bloom. Listen, I, wow, I know that a... people uh, yeah, are, he did research and it's like his research. You know what it determined, Rob? People always want him the next week. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm definitely <laughs> jinxing myself in saying that. Like, you, you know, people are, are saying, like, let's abolish people's choice after that. But I'm like, self-servingly, I'm saying keeping it coming. You know, Should keep, we keep refer to Mike as People's Choice Award winner Mike Bloom? <laughs> That's right. Three-time People's Choice Award yes. winner Mike Bloom. <laughs> Listen, you yeah. can, I'll put PCA as my, you know, Liana's a PhD. I'm a PCA. Yes. Quite and exactly. Liana, did you Same ever exactly. get the five-timers hat from Uncle Kiwi? Yeah, I have it. I have it. It's right there. Oh, it's up there. <laughs> you can't okay. see it, but... <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's right out of frame, of course. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely That's not that. hidden in a box under my bed. 
I also did notice that, you know, Akiva, you said you did a lot of calculation. You did a lot of meticulous work. Uh, one website you did not navigate to in the past week, I noticed Cameo.com uh, in order Whoa. to look at uh, something that, that you owe Liana and I from a few times back. Uh, yeah, Kiva. yeah, we forgot. We forgot. We needed, a, we needed a reminder this week. We owe you a Cameo. This episode, actually, the origins of this episode, Rob, are really almost 18 months uh, in the making because I lost the bet. I went on a Survivor Preview podcast with yep. the great Ali Lasher. And um, we had a bet, and it was me and Allie against, uh, we're the A's, and we against the B's, Liana, Boris, and Mike Bloom. And uh, and whoever won the bet got, I think if we won, we got to host the their show for a week. And if they won, mm-hmm. Rob, by the way, had no authority over this bet. It <laughs> just happened on his the, network. The pre, he did not know about it. was the pre-Cats debacle of, like, yeah. what, is a, what is one co-host allowed to do while the other yeah. one doesn't know? I think it now would be illegal, but but back then. And so they won the bet, and then uh, and they got to put any idea they wanted on the wheel. They had... A power nobody's ever had before. And they chose Choose Your Own Adventure. And I don't know how it took 18 months, but here we are. Well, mm-hmm. Choose Your Own Adventure was something in the early days of Robin and Kivanita podcast that we talked about a lot. Like, I feel like that Antonio Mazzaro was somehow attached to this idea where we were going to get a Choose Your Own Adventure book off of Amazon. Yes. And then we were going to just read the book and then follow where the book went. But we couldn't find one that was like, sufficiently wacky enough that we wanted to, to do well now, now okay so mike and Leanna, did you guys create your own or is this based off of a scholastic book so we uh spent a decent amount of time looking for one that was that fit the wacky bill did it have the appropriate amount of wacky for uh renap and we think that we found some titles that really fit that and so we're going to provide some options for you guys to pick which title you'd like to dig into wow. and then we will choose your own adventure okay oh wow now liana do these books mean something special to you so I grew up reading Choose Your Own Adventure books. I remember my dad, my dad and I were like, we're both engineers. We're both very detail oriented. We would like map out the Choose Your Own Adventure as we'd figure out what percentage end in death. It's a very high percentage typically. Um, and so these particular titles are ones that a few of them I'm familiar with, um, but others are just so wacky. We, we couldn't help but include them. And Mike, were these a, a big part of your childhood? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I am a child of the generation of the Scholastic Book Fair, uh, Mm -hmm. which, for those that might not be aware, was, you know, a time when in our school library, Scholastic would come around and schlep out a bunch of books. And Choose Your Own Adventure is a series that spanned decades. I think my research said it it went from like 1979 to about the mid-90s or so. So there was a, a lot of a backlog to invest in. But like this whole idea of essentially, instead of a linear story, you sort of choosing branching paths has manifested itself in so many different ways like you even look at uh video games like mass effect or games produced by telltale or more recently i guess the whole choose your own adventure format has really come to prominence with uh bandersnatch that black mirror movie from a couple of years ago where you got to select the the option with which you went bound by so like even though i think the cyoa series is doa at the moment i think that the, the format has sort of lived on through various mediums I think DOA is not fair, but as I feel like it was, uh, you know, it died after a very long. And yeah, DOA life. is DOA. Like how 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 long do you have to live for the A to still be there? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. DOA is like it. it like one book came. Yeah, if there's a sequel to a movie, it's not the the franchise wasn't DOA. You know? Yeah. Dead well. Yeah, it, just after did. it just did. It just did. Yeah. It's yeah. DWO. Right? Dead well after arrival. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the really that's the Mortician logo, right? Like, oh, we got a real D back there. 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That, uh, yeah, D is for Dara, the mortician. Uh, Akiva, mm-hmm. so only, only Mike laughs at that. Uh, <laughs> that Akiva, does Mara spend a lot of, of your plenty of money on uh, book fairs for your children? I, I think book fairs have come and gone a little bit. I, my kids don't really bring home a lot of a lot of uh, scholastic books. I don't know. Maybe your kids do, but maybe it's just uh, uh, like a, geogra- a geographical thing. But I don't know. My kids, My kids don't really have a lot of like... Here's the here's a book. Bring it home. But I was definitely a big fan of that when I was a kid. I, you're, there's always like that stuff in the back that was like way more expensive than everything else. Mm-hmm. It was like fifty dollars, and you got like a whole set of I don't know the boxcar children books or something. Yeah, I feel like that. Uh, if I recall, like you get like the little like newspaper like circular, and I feel like that I would have to like beg my parents to get anything. And I feel like that Nicole is like like uh, feels like something like well. We have to buy stuff, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, here's eighty dollars worth of books that my kids are never going to open or rip up, and we just uh, like more books, more books here. Yeah, it's, I, if you think that it, it, it's sorry, it's really one of the great scams in the history of the world that Scholastic mm-hmm. has gotten free advert unless they're paying for it. it. Scholastic has gotten free advertising in every classroom in the country for decades, yeah. and like the kids are like every parent's like, well, I'm a bad parent if. Uh, if I don't buy your, you know, if I don't buy your stuff, it doesn't make any sense. And maybe it's gone by now. I don't know. No, I was going to say that does beg the question. I guess, Rob, I mean, you and Akiva can both speak on behalf of this as to whether this is still a thing, especially in the age of like burgeoning yeah. technology where like paper books are sort of on the way out. There may be DOA. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, if Scholastic Book Fair is still becoming a thing. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold on. We have to go back to the DOA. Books had a long enough run that they're, they're not A. They're also, it's just D, Mike. <laughs> it's just D. Books are pretty Books deep. had a pretty crazy deep. run. One of the great runs in, in the <laughs> history run. of the world. Wow. That, <laughs> that is books right are dead fine. Printing press. Yeah. Oh my God. The arrival happened so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's big book fair. The, the lobbyists over there just pushing big books, yeah so. so i don't think that there is like the fair going on certainly uh not in 2020 but definitely that circular of like uh printed on newspaper is still somehow getting around <laughs> can, that's can still I ask happening a question also I, I had a discussion with someone this week i guess we could take a poll here of the four of us someone said that science blind fairs, item yeah blind item someone someone said that science fairs it was ngog someone said that science fairs are um are really more of a, a TV thing, and, and they never had a science fair their whole life growing up. And I feel mm. like I had one. Did you have a in school, like in the gymnasium or something, science fair Ooh. that you had to do a project on growing up, Rob? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I can remember what project of, you I, I can think of two. I, I, I believe that, um, that I, I don't know if this was science fair or or what, but I was, I, I, I really that this is, I've not thought about this, uh, in, uh, quite some time. I think I made like a, like a Play Doh bust of, uh, JFK's head to, <laughs> to, to, to like, with the, like, with the, like, science? I think it was, I was like trying to, uh, like, here's where the bullet, like, the bullet points were. I, 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 I Rob, how old I, are you? I, oh my I God. I was like, I feel like I was like in no. seventh grade. Yeah. You're like, let me, this, this, that Bruder guy hasn't gotten deep enough. I don't know if this was a sign to me or what. I, I don't. I, I just like I haven't thought about this ever. Were you ever a big since JFK then. guy? Uh, no, not really. Um, That's like very specific. I think I that maybe the, mo- maybe the movie was uh, was oh, popular okay. at that time. Yeah, uh, the or, works of Oliver Stone really hit yeah. a young rough. You know, or you know what it might have been? I might. 
I might have seen uh, the boyfriend episode of Seinfeld. I think that that might have been sort of like the impetus. Yeah, that I tracks feel, in terms of when it happened. It this feels is like something that gets you immediately sent to the guidance counselor, though, right? Of like, you no, take a bus of JFK's and, I, and, 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 and like any other school project I've ever done, it was very half-assed where <laughs> it was not like uh, like where I was like really doing a lot of research on it. Um, and, and I do remember there being like some like some kid had made like a potato clock. I, I think maybe I made like a solar system. <laughs> I, I, I this is to answer the spectrum of science. Yeah. Your, it sounds like yours was a history project. Ballistics of JFK. <laughs> well, one was, one was elementary school. One was one was oh, okay. uh, yeah. So the, yeah, the, but there I think it did. There was like kids made science experiments. Like uh, so, I do recall this. Liana, you're from science. Did you do a science fair project? I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember a science fair with like the three foldable board thing that yeah. you could, like, set up. Yeah. I measured. I think I, I no no busts were harmed in my science project. I did the like the wind speed of our leaf blower or something like that. Hmm. Um, Natural so. enemy of the podcaster. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fighting from an early age. Um, but yeah, we definitely did science fairs. Mike? Uh, yeah, so I actually did a really fun science project in fifth grade of uh, tracking the murders of John Wayne Gacy as to whether <laughs> oh. demographics really lined no up. Uh, no, I, so we had we had like science fair, but it's in very loose quotations because we never had like the outright gathering in a gymnasium. It was more like you know, create those three three piece poster boards as Leanna was talking about, and they would like you. They, you know how classrooms would like display projects in the hallway outside of the classroom, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like for the school, dude. That's essentially what they did. So it was almost like segmented to specific classrooms, but everyone kind of participated in it simultaneously. By the way, like the most nerve wracking day on the bus, Rob, was like you have to take that big yeah. poster, like your diorama, and like the bigger kids are probably like throwing gum at it or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're like trying to get it to school in one piece. Yeah, bullies hate science projects. Bullies hate science projects. <laughs> and the the famous one is the volcano, right? That's like the one that always the wins. The baking soda volcano, there. yeah. The baking soda mm-hmm. volcano is. But the there's a, but there's also yeah. like the the one that I always remember year in year out. There was always going to be which paper towel is the strongest one, mm. where it's like, oh, you would wet the paper towel and you would attach like a string with a bucket of pennies to it, and however many pennies it would, would hold was the That's one. That's one left. hell of a strong paper towel. Lift up a bucket of pennies. <laughs> Listen, I don't even think you could hold a bucket, like let alone one filled with pennies. It's a very it's a low range of like zero to two pennies. Yeah. Okay. All right. So how do we get this adventure started? Okay, so I think we should probably present the titles. Yeah. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see how Mike. many we, we get in here because we have four yeah. options for you to choose between. And I think just let's let's sort of judge the books by their covers here. You guys can choose the ones that you want to do. Yes. And we'll, we'll see however many, you know, we, we take care of here. And Akiva, this is very exciting because we don't often choose adventure. What do we choose sometimes? I think we often choose uh, not adventure. Okay. Yeah. So Inside I guess. The, adventure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think at any point, I think we could. Oh, you mean in our life. real life? Yeah, I thought yes. you meant Renat. The two yes. of us. That's correct. The two of us choose whatever the opposite of event. We choose like, yeah, so the path of like least excitement. Usually, that is true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. does this? Does this? Or in the in the choose your adventure, I assume we're gonna have to leave our hypothetical homes here, probably. Yeah, I don't think there's really gonna be like an agoraphobic version of choose your own adventure where Not it's like if idea. you want to walk, if you want to walk to the <laughs> bathroom, turn to page three. I mean, yeah. if you have like if you have a like a cable system and you have all the movie channels and something, and you're just sitting on the couch for the yeah. day, that is its own version of choose your own adventure. There's like a hundred movies and twenty games on every time you turn on the. You do one if you have like two thousand channels. You have like Comcast. By the time you're done flipping up to like nineteen forty two channel, you're getting back to two. That's a whole half hour gone. That's that's an adventure in and of itself. 
<laughs> is the nineteen forty two channel like all oh, like the, no? That's the just history the channel. channel? Oh, okay. No, that's like the okay. Comcast channel. You know, that's like oh, the channel. Oh, you're channel. talking about the actual channel number, not <laughs> yeah, the yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. The year I feel like my parents, right my parents, yeah. uh, Verizon goes up to like nineteen something, and then it goes back to two. Yeah, because okay. there's a while with, with the admin of HD where it was like you know O2 was CBS, and then like. 1002 was CBS. Sure. HD. This Absolutely. is my favorite Renap content. I love Verizon. No, my parents now is 502. It, yeah. yeah, it's Fios is yeah. 502. CBS. My HD. mom has that too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Should we just guess? Should we just do all the channels and say what they are? And yeah. that's the podcast. Every, yeah, ESPN HD 570. I think you I could think do like H- a TV. Yeah. Yeah. Screw reading the phone book. I want you to read the TV guide. <laughs> HBO HD is, I think, 801 or something. Yeah, but what's no, the know. SD version? HB, I don't. It's not that I don't know. Like three, I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't been home in a while. It All right. Well, before before question. we lose the plot too much, let's get to these four plots here. So we're gonna read four titles to you guys, and again, we'll we'll sort of depending on on how far we get into each of these, we'll do multiple ones of these. But here are your four options that you can pursue. Number one is called "You Are a Shark." Okay. No, number mm-hmm. two is called "Space Vampire." Number three is called "Vampire Express." And number four is called Inside UFO 5440, which I believe is the cooking channel HD in the Comcast <laughs> okay. lineup. Mm-hmm. So basically, the headlines are Robert Shark, Vampire, UFO, and Space. And Space. Vampire. Vampire. There's Vampire twice. Yeah. <laughs> there's Space. But yeah, there's, there's, there's Space. There's Vampire. And then there's also Space Vampire. There's Space will, Vampire. Well, have we yeah. ever explored this? What are your feelings on vampires? I'm not a huge vampire guy. I was never like, oh, no, there's like Dracula in my closet. I was never wor- worried about that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I was sort of neutral on vampires. I nothing vampires growing up. What about you? Yeah, um, not really a big uh, vampire guy, uh, either in the, you know, interview with a vampire era or the Twilight True Blood era. Neither one really spoke to me. Yeah, I didn't watch any of those shows. I don't think I've ever really watched a lot of vampire content. Um, I don't know, but so there's a space vampire also. I don't know why anyone would pick the regular vampire if there's a space vampire. Well, Vampire also, right? Express is vampire on a train. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like trains. Is it the LIRR? <laughs> I don't think so. Is it <laughs> okay. The, is, so, it, is, is it MTA train? <laughs> like, um, I, I like sharks. I'm not yeah. afraid of sharks. What about you? Are you afraid of sharks? Uh, not particularly. Uh, the one that speaks to me the most is UFO, but yeah. uh, I don't know if that's going to be too spooky. I don't think it should be that spooky. Yeah, I agree. I, the UFO is the UFA is, is the winner to me. I think there's no vampires, and I don't mind sharks, but I, like, I feel like it's going to be it's going to end with us getting eaten by sharks, and then I'm going to have a nightmare tonight. Because well, you, you are, a, are shark. a shark. Yeah, oh, we are a shark. Ooh. I never thought about what would happen if I was a shark. Mm-hmm. I do like yeah, UFO speak to me more, I think, Rob. Oh, I mean, yeah. and this is perfect. This is for you to really, I think, face your uh, denialism of yeah. UFOs. Yeah. You're literally on one right it's now. True. Well, I think it's, it's good because, you know, that we've talked about before. Akiva doesn't believe in aliens. Mm-hmm. And I also mm-hmm. have one of my childhood fears was being abducted by aliens. So I think that it speaks to both of us. Immersion therapy. Yes. 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 People people got very mad after I said I don't believe in aliens. Everyone was like, uh, this is one of your worst takes ever. You're wrong. You're stupid. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I don't think I like if I meet an alien, I'll believe in them. But until then, sorry. No, no you don't want any of that, Akiva. Well, well, right now, I would like right now. Well, I'd like to be taken away by aliens. I think <laughs> this would have well, been a good year to be abducted, I think. 
I don't, you they don't take you away. They, they just they they experiment on you and then they put you back. You're going to be in some fifth grade alien science project yeah. with the three yeah. poster boards. Yeah, and... this is how Galactor Four got assassinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I mean, you're you're going to be meeting some aliens here because we are going inside UFO fifty four forty. Uh, here's a little briefing that was on the first page here. Uh, while you are on board UFO fifty four forty, you may hear about Ultima, the planet of paradise, and you may wonder if oh. one of your adventures will lead you there. Sad to say, many never reach Ultima because no one can get there by making choices or following instructions. There is a way to reach Ultima. Maybe you'll find it. So that this is the goal of today. Uh, and I think the way that we're going to do this is uh, one of us is going to read sort of the narration. And also this is told from a second person perspective. So like your narration slash your dialogue will be said by one of us. The other one of us will be playing all the other characters. Uh, and then when it reaches a juncture point, you guys can discuss what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do need a tiebreaker, I think Leon and I can sort of serve as, as the third party there as well. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, these are your decisions to make as to okay. whether or not you get to Ultima. couple of questions. So do you two both have a copy of the identical texts or are these available online somewhere? They're available online. Okay. So, uh, yes, we, we have the text. It is in digital format. Okay. Uh, second question. If we die, is the podcast over? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, we do not create come in with, like, the fatalism that comes with, like, an Oregon Trail. I think depending on how far something goes, like, if we get into this and it's, like, you step outside and a safe falls on you, I think we can sort of do what we all did back then, which is cheat a little bit. Like, oh, my thumb was still on the page. Let me flip yeah. back and, and move forward. Yeah, do uh, we get maybe, like, each we get a veto or something? On, I think you guys move. can get like a cumulative veto of like okay. if you guys feel like okay I want to go back and do the other thing I think you, can, you have the one ability to rewind time per book here maybe we should get three strikes and then we have to do you are a shark <laughs> <laughs> I like that rule okay let's see let's see how let's see how it goes okay all right what's the name of this uh, this title again uh, inside UFO fifty four forty again hmm. the cooking channel all right Liana you have the much more placid voice than me do you want to do you want to do right. the reading yes. Yes. Okay. So I I shall be the narrator. All right. So let's dig into Inside UFO 5440. And also, guys, feel free to interrupt at whatever Mm -hmm. times you want to to comment on what is surely going to be some very absurd text as we're going through here. Got it. Mm -hmm. What is the uh, target demo for Inside UFO uh, 5440? The kids at the Scholastic Book Fair. But is that like, is it like uh, sixth grade? uh, Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the age range is for these. I do feel like they were sort of aimed. I mean, this is also was in the seventies to nineties, which, like, you know, this is sort of a latchkey generation. It was more about like it was less about really parental guidance with this type of stuff. So I would not be surprised if, even though it's meant for the middle school generation, it's more of like the Rob Cesarino version of middle school, which is uh more so maybe more what graphic and explicit than, than you might experience. Nobody's hmm. ever described my middle school experience as that. <laughs> 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 the 5440 the jewish year 5440 was in uh 1679 oh okay what do you think was happening then <laughs> probably not a lot of ufos but <laughs> what channel is that <laughs> 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 all right okay let's get let's get this this show on the road okay so it is your first trip on the concord the supersonic jet airliner that crosses the atlantic in three hours and 45 minutes wow 
<laughs> so that dates this book. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right now you're at 57,000 feet in mid-flight from New York to Paris. You look up from the magazine you've been reading as a voice comes over the loudspeaker. Uh, this is Captain Ravel speaking. We're about halfway across the Atlantic now at uh, latitude 54, longitude 40. We've just come on to a new course that'll bring us over the coast of France in about 90 minutes. Those of you on the left side of the plane may be able to see the southern tip of Greenland. You glance out of the window, hoping to see Greenland. Instead, you see a gleaming white cylinder, several times larger than the Concorde, but without wings, engines, or ports. The object, glistening in the early morning sunlight, is coming straight at you. Oh, uh, I think that's you. Look! (laughs) The white-haired man sitting next to you leans towards the window to get a better view. At what? Don't you see it? It's right at us. He opens his mouth to answer, but says nothing because you are no longer there. Okay, so apparently now we just go to page six. So there was no option for you to choose. Sorry. Okay. All right. So what happened? Do we get beamed off of the Concorde? I think so. Akiva, uh, why were we going to France? I don't know. That wasn't clear. And do what? What age listener and under do you think has no idea what the Concorde was? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, how many TikToks is three hours and forty five minutes? Yeah. Li- Liana, do you remember the Concord even? Yeah, I remember the Concord. Okay, so I think yeah. like probably twenty five and under doesn't remember the Concord. That's my guess. I'm telling you, put it on the census. Okay. Why did okay. they stop doing it? Was it uh, too it, expensive? I think it was too expensive. I think it was too expensive, and there just mm. wasn't enough demand. It does sound like this amazing idea. Like we always w- complain, like why can't air travel? Why hasn't it gone any faster in the last fifty years than it did? And everyone was like, meh. I'd rather sit on a plane for seven hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't make any the sense. They're charging. Like you okay. think like really rich people would have like super speedy airplanes, right? Nowadays. Right. You're the higher net worth, the faster you're. Sure. Go. Like Jeff Bezos should be able to get to England in two hours. That's crazy. Jeff, Jeff Bezos should have like trans personal transporters by now. He might. That's that's not a bad point. He might. Hmm. All right, so ten dollars and twenty five cents an hour. All right, keep going. Let's yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, So you are sitting on a thick, rubbery mat in a circular room. The room is bathed in a pale white light, yet you see no windows or doors or lamps. You remember now, sitting in the Concorde, dot dot dot, the huge white object coming at you, the plane shuddering, and where are you? The pale light turns violet, and mixing with orange and reds as it brightens, as if the sun were about to rise, a voice is speaking, except it is not speaking. You are hearing its thoughts entering directly into your brain. Oh, should I do this one? Okay. Uh, we are the UTY masters. You are on the galactic ship Rachma, orbiting the planet Earth. You have been chosen to be a specimen in the galactic zoo oh, no. on the imperial planet of Ra. If you refuse to cooperate, you will be sent to SOMO. You may make one statement. Okay, so you have two options. If you demand to be, you can demand to be returned to Earth. Or if you want to know know more about the (laughs) U-T-Y, that is also an option. Is that pronounced Udi? It's I thought he said U-T-I. You know, no, not U-T-I. Okay, I was confused. That'd be the, the really, you know, most mind-blowing conspiracy is if alien parties were responsible for UTIs. Well, you know, depending on what they're probing, you know, <laughs> that, that could be a result. They're not careful. Cranberries. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Akiva, what do you think? Where do you want to go? 
So I think that would be bringing in some, you know, big Karen energy to demand to speak to the manager. And the manager? To, yeah, I think that we want to slow play this and okay. try to befriend them and find yeah, out more. Because if, if, if we act like we're interested in them, they mm-hmm. might maybe, uh, you know, take some pity on us. It's true. And I think that's how it would be in real life. We'd be like, oh, well, I guess we're in the space zoo now. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I can't see myself like uh, really, yeah, putting up a fight to the aliens. Like, uh, I want to see your. I want to speak to your space manager, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then someone's gonna be filming you, and you're gonna get blown up on space Twitter, and then you won't be able to really employable again in the galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So let's okay. let's try to reason with it. Let's hear a little bit more about them. Okay, so we want to learn more. All right, so. Tell me more about yourselves, you say. Why did you choose to visit Earth? We study Earth people as your scientists study bacteria under a microscope. We came to Earth in search of ultimate planet of paradise. So you can either offer to help the UTY masters find Ultima, or you can ask the UTY how they think they could reach Ultima by visiting Earth. So you can either like help hmm. them or just really sh- throw shade at them by being like, why did you think Greenland was going to help you? So, Akiva, mm-hmm. do you have a strong feeling on this? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'll let you so, pick. I think that to sort of like, uh, like imply that we like could, um, you know, help them is like, oh, what could we bring to the table? But I, I think that maybe we want to like keep asking questions uh, and, you know, like, oh, really, that's interesting. Why did you think that you could find your uh, planet of Ultima by visiting us? Yeah, I also think that they are going to realize pretty soon that they picked the wrong two people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're not going to be especially, use- <laughs> especially useful to the aliens. What are they? Yeah. They're going to be like, uh, hey, like, oh, I see you have these things called shoes. How do they work, Eve? I'm like, I don't know. But like, that, <laughs> like, uh, well, what are we going to be able to help them with? Yeah, make a podcast. No, you don't understand, uh, Glaxor. We spin a wheel in which every week there's a p- ping pong balls in a jar that we fish yeah. out of. Like, you don't think like you can explain how shoes out. work to the UTY? I no, I think we're going to be. I think we're not going to be particularly useful for them. Yeah, you know, I think this is just like a hostage negotiation. We just want to keep them on the phone for as long as possible. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, uh, okay, so you're going to ask them um, how they think they could reach Ultima by visiting yeah. Earth. Okay. <laughs> how could you find Ultima by visiting Earth, you ask? The moment you speak, sparks fly about your head, buzzing oh, no. like angry bees. You dive to the floor and cover your face with your arms. The sparks die down, except for a glowing ember that lands near your feet. It flares for a few seconds, then turns gray, then black. Cautiously, you touch it and then pick it up. It's like a tiny, smooth pebble you might find on the beach, yet it's denser than lead. You will cooperate. The voice is speaking again. Trying to gather your wits, you answer, I am a human being, please. The lights flicker. The ship is descending so fast, you're pinned to the floor. You are unsuitable. We shall return you to Earth. Your memory will be erased. You will never know that you have been in space. (laughs) Okay. So you remember in your room at home feeling strange. What's happened? You remember having boarded the Concorde bound for France, sitting in a seat next to a white-haired man. 
Then, reaching into your pocket, you pull out a pebble about the size and shape of a watermelon seed. Why is it so heavy? You turn it over and over in your hand and then toss it into the wastebasket. It's just a matter of luck whether it lands in the wastebasket or not. You have about a 50-50 chance. Does it go in or not? So you have, it seems like you just have, uh, they just gave you two page numbers. You're not making it. I guess you have to choose which page number you want to go to, but it's not saying whether or not the the water. What are the numbers? Uh, Well, it's page number 41 or page number 50. Does that help make your decision? 41 or 50, Akiva. 50 is a number of my favorite basketball player, David Robinson. Yeah, and that would be very pertinent in this case when you're trying to yeah, but shoot this pebble into a waste paper basket. 41 is Tom Seaver. That's true. All right, fine. In honor of the late, great Tom Seaver, we'll go 41. Okay, 41. You miss the waste basket, and the object bangs against the wall. As you reach to pick it up, it leaps out of your hand and buzzes around your head like an angry bee. Then, while you stand dumbfounded, the object spins through your bedroom window, leaving only a tiny hole in the glass. You touch the hole. It feels as smooth as the rim of a drinking glass. Suddenly, you remember the sparks flying above your head. Yes. You were on a UFO. You rush towards the door to tell whomever is home, then stop short and think for a minute. Your whole adventure might as well have been a dream, for who will believe it? the end <laughs> wow okay that was a terrible you know, ending yeah neither here nor there huh yeah all this right. was sort of like uh oh uh, maybe it was a dream the whole time all right yeah I, boy uh because that, that's a relatively happy ending for a choose your own adventure story yeah, yeah. no nightmares at least well, so yeah. that being said, I do think you, you can exercise the right if you so choose as to if you want to use a veto to go back to a certain decision point or if you want to move on to another story, I think we can do that. Um, what do you think? Should we try out the sharks? I think we should maybe yeah, play with the sharks. Try, let's, let's try, let's let's try the, the sharks. Right. Because okay. I feel like that the aliens, there's no predicting uh, what, what's going on. It's just going to be mm-hmm. all... You know, uh, mm-hmm. what was worst nonsense. case scenario with the aliens? Do you know? Were they going to kill us? I believe, there was, I, be- yeah. I believe there was. So there's this is uh, part of the reason why we sort of corroborate these lists is from there's there been some lists online of like the weirdest, most out there choose your own adventure books. And I believe this is one, that was one of the hardest ones to like solve. Because, again, the happy ending is like landing on that planet of Ultima. If you mm-hmm. don't like there's only you have to cheat, I think, actually, to, it's like very much like the Kobayashi Maru. You have to actually like find your way to a page that doesn't have a path leading to it to win. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like you get your head cut off. You're part of the alien zoo. You wind up on the wrong planet. I don't know. Like your mom turns out to be an alien. There's Whoa. like all these different things that mm-hmm. can go wrong. All right. Let's talk about that. You are a shark. All right. You are a shark. All right. So you You're have to think, a shark. Do, 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 do. Okay. Think carefully before you move because the animal kingdom is alive with dangers. Your choices will affect whether you live or die, return to human existence or be trapped as an animal. Forever. Oh, we didn't start. We started as a person. So you're starting as a person. Okay, so it's late summer. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been hiking in the remote shark mountains season. of Nepal. Shark se- I love Shark Week. It's my favorite week. Um, you've been hiking in the remote mountains of Nepal when you come across the ruins of an ancient temple. Vines have grown over the wide steps that lead, uh, lead to the entrance. The temple is faced with stone carvings of animals, all worn and crumbling except for one fierce creature, an enormous lion with the wings of a dragon. Its huge jaws threaten to devour anyone who dares to pass. 
As you climb the steps, you sense danger. You step forward and stare at a lifeless monster towering above you. It seems to be warning you not to pass. Summoning your courage, you continue past the statue in the dark, cavernous temple. You can barely see anything, only a glimmer of gold in the center of the chamber, and beside it, a frail-looking man in a simple monk's robe. As you start towards him, your legs grow weak. You sink into the temple floor. You try to stand, but you can't. The strength is being drained from your body. You can't even lift your hand. You call out to the monk, but he neither moves nor speaks. You feel your life slowly sipping away. Not a great start. Are you still alive? You are lying on the stone floor of the temple. The monk sits motionless behind you. You try to sit up, but you can't. You feel as if you were in a trance. Perhaps you are dreaming. If so, it is unlike any dream you've ever had before. Maybe you are dead. As if reading your mind, the monk says, You are not dead. Neither are you alive. How can that be? You murmur, unable to move. You have fallen into the shadow of death, he answers. It is forbidden to enter this temple. Those who do not heed the warning of the guardian must give up their lives. You feel the chill of death hovering above you as you struggle to remain conscious. But I didn't know, you say. You knew better than to enter, (laughs) replies the monk. The guardian told you quite clearly. You mean the statue? I thought that was my imagination. The guardian is real, the monk says gravely. Though not part of the world you know, unless it chooses to release you, you'll remain in its power forever. Remain where, you say, trying hard to make sense of this all. If I'm in its power, what's going to happen to me? For the first time, the monk looks away from you. You must now give up your human life, he answers. However, you will then be given a chance to live in animal form. Your skin grows cold, then colder still. You shiver violently. To be turned into an animal? You can't let yourself believe this. Who is this monk anyway? Maybe he's making it all up. But before you can even question him, the monk continues. I serve the guardian of the temple, though I will do my best to help you. I may not interfere with its powers. You must first be one animal, then another, then another, and sometimes the same one again. Time may seem to go in circles. You may remember your human existence or forget it in an instant. But what if I die as an animal? The monk shakes his head. If you die as an animal, you die as an animal. What is important is that you live as one. For now, it is the only way you can live. Yeah. The monk <laughs> the monk moves closer to you as he speaks. Akiva, didn't we see this happen to Rob Schneider once? Oh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> You may this be book any is old. Hopefully, it doesn't get us canceled. This book, yeah. You may this be is any more like a Roy can... Schneider. Yeah, I can't wait for Colleen Haskell to come out during one of these options if you romance a survivor star. Mm. Um, okay, so the monk says, uh, "You may be any animal in creation anywhere on Earth. You will retain some control over your fate. Whether it will be enough to save you, I cannot say." You try to speak, but the monk raises his hand, and a wave of darkness sweeps over you. When you next hear his voice, it sounds very far away. Would you be lord of the air, lord of the land, or lord of the sea? All right, so you guys have three options. You can be lord of the air, lord of the land, or lord of the sea. Yeah. 
Boy. Well, we, I think I think we came in to be a shark. No, I think that's what our plan was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but do, do you want to be so on the nose? Do you think we'll die if we don't pick? If we pick Lord of the Air, do you think this is a trick title? I've never, <laughs> I've never, like we're already on the land. I feel like we have plenty of land experience. We should try something new here, right? <laughs> I guess so, but I feel like you're just playing into the author's hands by uh, selecting C right off the bat. I mean, I, are you are you a shark or a sheep? I want, first of all, I don't know about you. I'm very fed up with this monk. I thought he was a little bit, a little, he gave us a little bit of lip. Yeah. Yeah. Which animal do you think is most likely to like kill the monk? Like if we could eat the monk as a shark, I would do the, I would, I would, I would say the, uh, the animal on the land. Yeah. We probably won't encounter the monk too often if we're in the ocean. That's true. Mm, yeah. I, but I'm, I'm very anti this monk. I'm not happy with him right now. Yeah. All right. Um, you want to do the, you want to do the land? We could do the land. We could do the land. I have no interest in being a bird. The the, yeah, yeah. Birds, but I have, no, uh, I have le- the least interest in being a bird. Like, that is not interesting to me at all. Not at all. You could anyway, be a like, bat. I'm pooping on people? Like, well, what's, what does a well, bird do that's so exciting? fly. I think that that's probably the big that's selling probably, point. But then, according to you, day, you get all sweaty after you fly. Yeah, it's probably cool to be a bird for a day, and then it's like, oh, I could fly. Great. Like, what, you know, like, it's... <laughs> I mean, Akiva's got his couch anyway, so... Yeah. You get very, like, you have no home if you're... Birds mm-hmm. have no home, you know. I believe they have a nest. Well, they have a nest, <laughs> but they could be flying. They could be flying all over the world. They don't have a nest everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got. Yeah, nests they in migrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their birds are like old people who go to Florida in the winter. Like how they do wake up early, like old people. Birds wake up early. Yes. Yeah. That's how many hours a day do birds sleep? <laughs> do you know how many? I, you know how many hours a day? I birds don't think they sleep a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that oh, birds slept. I yeah, guess all they just sit up I'm on that perch. So you can't do that while sleeping. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's why you have to sort of like put a blanket over a parrot's cage, right, to get it to sleep to trick it that it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Wait, so let's then... do the land. Let's do the land. All right. Let me also point out that technically Wait, in birds this, in this sleep section... 12 to 13 hours a night. Okay. Then how, do they, how does the early bird get the worm then? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they, they, go go to bed early. Early. they go to bed early. <laughs> So they're sleeping from like 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. They, they eat an early dinner. That's the mm-hmm. early bird. And then yeah. they, and then they well, go to bed. That's why the early bird like special because birds uh, eat dinner. At yeah, the theoretically, the older you get, the more your body clock becomes like a bird's. It makes so much yeah, sense true. now. And mm-hmm. then you can fly south for the winter. All right. Now I now mm-hmm. I know more about birds than I than I've ever known before. All right. Let fine. me also so clarify that actually, in, in this instance, yeah. in coming to the temple, you are technically DOA because you died upon getting there. <laughs> yes, that is true. You finally used that correctly. Um, <laughs> wait, Rob, what bird? What animal are we rooting for as in, in terms of land animals? What do we want to be? I think a monkey would be good. Monkey would be good. There's also a chance we'd get like a monkey and the monk. I don't know. Maybe we would get to meet with that guy. We we take him out. What? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, Pony Shalub. What what animal do you not want to be? Uh, an insect. Are insects animals even? Oh, oh don't, no! Don't, 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 do don't do this again. Oh no! <laughs> All right, yeah, I I, yeah, I think like a sheep. I don't know. I don't want to be a sheep, really. Yeah, well, why would you want to be a sheep? What's compelling about being a sheep? Nothing. That's why I hope we're not sheep. Oh. All right, so we're rooting for a monkey. Let, let but we're being land animals. That's our final decision. Okay. All right, Lord of the Land, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know instantly what you have become because mm-hmm. you can see your big trunk waving in oh, front of you. Chester, shout out, <laughs> number one ranked animal of all time. That's right. You feel your stringy tail whirling back and forth, shooing away flies. You look around at the other elephants walking back from the acacia trees. 
Nice. However you say that. Okay. Moving your massive body with ease, you sway slowly through the groves, stopping only briefly to try to sort, uh, uh, to try one sort of vegetable or another. In your curiosity, you wander a little way from the herd and soon find yourself at the edge of the savannah. Only a dozen yards from you are two full grown lions. They turn their massive heads and stare at you with piercing green eyes. With the lingering traces of your human memory, or is it the memory of a vulnerable baby elephant? You feel a momentary sense of fright. Without thinking about it, you trumpet loudly, stamping the ground with your front foot. The lions spring away from you, running like frightened rabbits. You remember now that with one tap of your foot, you could break their backs. You head back towards the herd. The others have stopped grazing and are walking single file across the savanna. Where are they going, you wonder? So you can decide to rejoin the herd or explore the savannah on your own. Hmm. What do you think, Akiva? First of all, I'm excited to be an elephant. I think that was pretty a pretty uh, yeah. you know one of the better options in terms of Best being an case animal. scenario. Sure. Yeah, on the Who, scale of I guess in general, monkey to sheep. I think yeah. it's pretty well. To insect, monkey. Uh, monkey to insect. I think was the lowest animal we had. What is the uh, what's the what are the odds if we got into a fight with the lion that we would win? Like elephant versus lion, who usually wins? Um, there's two lions, uh, but yeah, uh, we true. felt pretty confident that we could just step on them. Yeah, but two lions, yeah, because they'll go from. I watched like the National Geographic. Like they'll they yeah. are very smart. Like they'll one from in front, one from behind. It's hard to play defense against multiple lions. Maybe we could uh, get an elephant and two lions in the next Royal Rumble to find out. <laughs> okay, good idea. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I think that's the next logical step. Is instead of for that, people just put wild animals. So, are the two way. lions one entrant, or is it like back to back entrants, like a lion and then? Yeah, I think lion. it would be like you know uh, both members of a tag team. I think. Okay, fine. Yeah, I think mm. we need a new rumble in the jungle. It's like throw yeah. all the savanna creatures in there and see yeah. which one will reign supreme. Which who will be the king of the jungle from a wrestling perspective? Yeah, the final okay. four: Liana, Melissa, and two lions. <laughs> mm. yeah, okay, threw the elephant over our heads. Okay, so uh, I would think we want to rejoin the pack. I don't think yeah, I want to be with the pack. No we're good pack comes people. out of being, you know, a solo elephant. Mm-hmm. No, we're pack people. Okay, pack people. No solo dolo. Alrighty, mm-hmm. so you follow the herd across the plain. They are moving at a slow walk, and you lope after them to catch up. Some of the other elephants stop to stare at you. The leader, a huge old female, steps towards you. She looks at you with her kindly eyes as she makes a low rumbling sound. Another elephant brushes your back with her trunk. The herd herd stops in (laughs) in a grove of trees. There is little to eat. You work hard, stripping bark and pushing over stumps to find good vegetation. You have to eat and eat and eat. There's so much of you to feed. Within a few hours, the grove has been stripped. The leader makes a low noise in her throat as she resumes the trek across the open plain. You and the others follow. The weather has been getting drier. You know, without being told, that you are searching for a better feeding ground. It's hard having to eat so much. But at least you don't live in constant fear, like the antelopes, zebras, and giraffes. Yeah. You're you're (laughs) the animal shaming. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Your herd has come upon a a field in which hundreds of elephant bones lie scattered. Uh Oh, Oh, no. Get out. I've seen this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Several of the other elephants pick up the bones with their trunks. You watch as the leader carries a bone into a grove of baboa trees. She drops it gently, stands quietly a few moments, and then returns to the herd. 
Did this bone belong to one of her ancestors? Just as you couldn't understand the human mind while in human form, you can't expect to understand everything about the elephants, even though you are one. The quest for food tugs at the herd. The procession resumes. Not long after passing the Valley of the Bones, you see another small herd of elephants crossing your path. You had thought your group was headed towards a better feeding ground. So why is this group heading a different way? You listen for the rumbling sound of contentment from the leaders of the two herds, but you hear nothing. You search your memories. Gradually, the picture forms. There are good feeding grounds to the south, but there are also many humans and their dwellings, their crops, and their guns. To the north is an area where humans rarely kill, but the trees have been stripped bare, so you will find only parched grasslands where the elephants can hardly keep cool enough to graze. Mm. So the two herds are regrouping. Some elephants are going north, some are going south. You can choose to either follow the herd south towards the good feeding grounds or head north towards the safe area. Akiva, can we phone a friend, like we call Mike Christensen, and ask him, that uh, our animal expert... Yeah, do you have my Christians' number on you? No, I don't have his cell phone number. I feel like that that would be valuable. Uh, Should we go near the humans? Maybe they're nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to meet some humans. We used to be humans, so we are a little lonely. Why? Maybe we we understand how they work. Yeah. When we talk about elephant bones, why do elephants have the most famous bones of any animal? Right? You never hear about, like, you're about dinosaur bones, but other than that, like, you don't know about anything about lion's bones. Or giraffe Maybe because bones. they're so big. That well, well, elephant bones just... are also used in stuff, right? Or mm-hmm. is that just the ivory? Is that what the know. David Boreanaz show is about, Liana? Elephant <laughs> yeah, bones. bones. Yeah, I yeah, think that elephant elephants bones. also do they was it they they bury their dead or they more they yeah. like I feel like there's something about that. Hmm. I yeah, I, dude, I, I remember hearing something there. about like how yeah. elephants sort of have like their own funeral processions. Or they have at least their own sort of uh, circumstances in which they 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 honor the those that have left them. So maybe it's just they because they're more funereal. They are the most well known bones of animals. But it brings up a good point. Like going back to birds, somebody's talking about bird bones. No, I mean, I mean, bird bones are probably very small. I mean, really dealing with bird bones uh, often like a like a wishbone or like a chicken Mm -hmm. bird bone. Yeah. Bird but bird brains yeah. much more popular brain than almost any other animal. Why? Right? Does it people say you have a bird brain? Bird brain. Yeah, it's an insult. I guess yeah. that is, yeah. That's why we shouldn't have been a bird. Bird brain is is, is well, what are you, one of the three stooges? how often are you <laughs> saying bird brain? I don't think anybody says it anymore, but I don't think brain birds have gotten progressively smarter. Yeah, and, and actually skull is probably is the numbest style. body part concerning that's also used as an insult, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Akiva was so anti bird. Yeah, I'm not anti-bird. I just um, well, I don't are like. Larry are you against anything that flies UFOs, <laughs> birds? I mean, I'll get on an airplane. I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid. I am against the Congo. I'm not afraid of airplanes. Like I'm, I'll, I'll get on a. I'm a very good flyer. Hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you know, you like, ever talk about your kid? Well, because I have kids, Leon, and it's like you. You'll say to your wife, like, "All right, you don't have to worry about Noam. He's a good flyer." But you know, the other one, you know, so I'm a good flyer. You're an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> I get someone yells that at me twice a day. If you're an adult. Stop making hey, numbskull, you're an adult. Right, I'll tell you People why. Because I can be, I can be, I could be on the window for an 11 hour flight and never have to pee once. That's what a good flyer is. I'm, I'm solo That's maintenance. The so never have to get, 
you'll, you'll never have to worry about me. Yeah, DDT, I, forget it with your Akiva. Yeah. That doesn't matter. I will sleep the whole flight. You'll or I'll do work. You'll never have to worry about me. I'm the best. Other, you know, may, I guess you get a, a thinner person to sit next to, but I'm very low maintenance to sit next to on a plane. So How do you feel about T Bird? What about T Bird? She, I mean, she flies every day. She's probably the best flier. Right. She's a the, bird does, name. Does, does, yeah, does never the fact that birds in her name. Do you do you have just a hate for her because of that? No, I like T Bird, but also she's yeah, she's been thinking about how many planes she's been on. Probably. I'm going to ask her what's the criteria for a good flyer. Yes. Is it no trips and ask her if it's a weird her. yeah, ask her that and ask her if it's weird for a grown man to say I'm, <laughs> say, a, good I'm a good flyer. <laughs> like weird flex, but okay. Exactly as he's talking to the captain waiting for his pilot wings. Yeah. All right, but we have to make a decision. Do you want to okay. go like I, I feel like that if we go to where there's no food, I feel mm-hmm. like the next page that we go to is We're dead. We're you dead. go there, there's yeah. no food, you yeah. die with a you know, a hungry stomach and keel over. Yeah. yeah. If we go and the people kill us, that's their funeral. Like people are going to cancel them. They're going to take they're going to take pictures, post Don't it on Twitter. president. I do think that this book is pre social media. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Back, mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, think no, we should the, do the, I, people, I the epilogue is like they find you an article on Netscape that depicts your gruesome death of the <laughs> oh, <hands really>? of <laughs> poachers. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, we should see the. I want to meet the people. I want to see what they have to say. Yeah. All right. So you're going to follow the group headed south towards the good feeding grounds. Okay. You fall in line with eight other elephants headed for the land of the humans. For the first few days, it's hard going across the dusty plain. Sometimes you have to stop for long periods to forage, but as you work your way south, you find lusher vegetation. Then a day comes where you see dwellings of humans. Food is plentiful, but the elephants are nervous. You pace up and down, trumpeting loudly. One big elephant charges into the bush. A man rushes after it, his rifle raised. Two other hunters follow him. You hear an explosion, then a bellow of pain. Suddenly, your human memory returns. You must stay alive. You must escape the humans. You flee into the forest. You can hear the hunters' voices and more shots behind you. Finally, in the darkest part of the forest, you lose them. Here, you'll be safe for a while. And maybe, yes, you feel yourself changing. Oh, oh boy. Suddenly, you are a human being again. What? Back on the temple floor. So you are still alive. The Mm. monk is sitting, gazing into the flames of a tiny oil lamp. The dark chill of the temple cuts through you, and you realize that once again you are unable to move. Oh, won't the guardian release me yet? I think not, says the monk, without turning to look at you. You are not yet in the realm of the living. The only way for you to survive is to become an animal once again. First, you must answer this question. Living as an animal, would you rather be among people, near people, or far away from people? Mm. So you have three options. You can live among people, near people, or away from people. I think ideally you want to be away from people now. Uh, well, among people is probably like a dog or a cat, right? Oh, yeah. Is that what be, you want? Be a pet. I mean, yeah. I, that's a good animal life to be podcast. a pet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Are there a lot of anti-pet podcasts? I think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, hmm. 
than um, away from people. So it's among people, near people, or really far away from people. Right. Yes. You're measuring the distance and proximity to people. I mean, what animal's really far away from people? Are we going back to like the savannah or is that a bird? Maybe, yeah, it could be a penguin. <laughs> the dreaded bird. <laughs> well, yeah, like, penguin. Which option is the bird option? Yeah, That's the, the one I don't bird want. Option. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a penguin, the problem with penguins is that it feels very cold to me. Like, I feel like penguins are always cold. I think that they I'd be cold. I'd be, they'd be used to it, but I'd be cold as a penguin for a while. It would take a while to get used to it. Mm-hmm. So do you want to be among be that people? I, we could be among people. Okay. Yeah, we're among Fine. us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'd rather live among people. Yes, yeah. please. All right. Suddenly, your whole body shudders, and you know that you're changing into another you. Okay. Miark! Yower! The voice is yours. All you can see are the legs of tables and chairs and shoes, out of which grows legs and far above the human you live with, Karen. No! She's standing over the counter. Maybe she's making dinner, if only you could see. No sooner do you think that you feel, uh, no sooner do you think that you feel your muscles tense. You crouch like a coiled spring and leap six times as high as you stand and land neatly on the kitchen table. A great hand is swooping through the air, coming right at you. Whoosh! It cradles your hindquarters, pushing you with more force than you can resist right to the edge of the table. Nothing... Uh, nothing to do but jump. You land neatly on the floor. Jasper! Karen cries. You know you're not supposed to be on the table. You pretend to look sorrowful, but you're not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's your cat philosophy. Akiva, <laughs> this, we, we didn't want to watch the movie, and now we're stuck as a cat. A Karen's cat. We're Karen's, Karen's cat. <laughs> Unclear Old on the Deuteronomy. situation. But New yes. Deuteronomy. <laughs> We're Karen's cat. Your nose smells liver and kidneys. There's your Ew. dish descending to the Gross. floor. You stroll over to it, careful not to act too eager like the stupid dog next door. <laughs> well, Jasper... You hear Karen say as you feel her long fingers running over your back. Ew. Would you like to go outside? <laughs> so outside cat. you can run to the door to be let out or you can stay put. Hmm. So, the stakes yeah. suddenly feel yeah. much lower than we were going to get killed in the savannah. <laughs> now we're a cat. I'm excited for Jasper the cat. And I, think, Royal I think to get out of being a cat, we do have to leave the house, Rob. I don't yeah, think we're going to... There's very low chance that we're going to die in the house. But, I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. trust Karen. <laughs> I think the var- yeah the variance outside the house. We could die, but I think our best chance of becoming a person again. Is What's the best the case scenario outside the house for the cat? More living um, milk somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe a mouse. I guess so. I don't know. That seems gross. Mm. I would never want to be a cat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go outside. What do you think about Jasper as a pet's name? <laughs> I don't know. Jasper sounds like the name it. of like a groundskeeper. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's very that's very specific. Yeah, like old Jasper's got the keys to the bones, the elephant oh, yeah. bones. <laughs> I think it's a better Jasper. dog name than a cat name. Yeah, Jasper, yeah, I think, I think so is a dog name. Yeah. All right, so you're gonna run to the door to be let out. 
The door opens mm-hmm. and you run out to the lawn. After sniffing the newly mowed grass, watching a couple of noisy birds, oh no, you lie down in a patch of sunlight and roll on your back, stretching your legs, ready for a short nap. You've just closed your eyes when you hear a low, throaty growl. Instantly, you're alert and on your feet, your tail slashing the air. The neighbor's dog, Rufus, is Rufus. loose and he's after mm-hmm. you. Classic Rufus. <laughs> Rufus and Jasper. Quickly, you're off. Uh, the two of you race away from the houses and into an open field. Your powerful legs move quickly, but Rufus is bigger and faster. This was dumb, you realize. <laughs> there, there isn't even a tree to climb. Rufus is coming closer, barking loudly. You've had enough of this. So you wheel around, hissing. Your back arched, your fur standing on end. Rufus charges. You let him move in until he's just the right distance. Then your claws lash out, raking his nose. Rufus stops short, howling in pain, hissing furiously. You attack again. The dog runs. You sit down in a patch of clover and clean your paws. Then lazily you start home. But as you walk down the street, you walk out of your life as a cat. And suddenly you are far away and much larger. As you gaze around endlessly uh, at brown grasslands, Uh you notice that you are in a herd of animals with black and white stripes. Looking at at your legs and your hindquarters, you can see that you are one of them. You leap into motion, prancing through the tall grass, enjoying your speed and strength. The morning sun is blinking through the trees. Ahead is a watering hole spilling over its banks with recent heavy rains. You pause to graze on the sweet grass. The early morning air smells cool and fresh. You breathe deeply and snort. You shiver your hindquarters to shake off the flies, then break into a joyful canter across the plains. As you, as you slow to a trot, a new scent reaches your nostrils. You stop short and prick up your ears. You hear nothing, but your eyes register an image that alerts every nerve and muscle. Not far away, a lion is crouched. His yellow-green eyes fixed on you. You know he is waiting for the right moment to charge. You want to make it back to the herd. Among zebras, there's safety in numbers. Should you try to make it? Your chances of outrunning a lion would be better if you actually ran away from the herd, but then you would be even more isolated. So do you run from the herd, or do you run the other way? I'm I'm mystified that there was no sort of prompt to change out of the cat. I guess they just sort of, at a whim, like, all right, I guess you're not a cat anymore. If you're a cat, you automatically become a zebra. Well, like, we don't do you like think, this Rob, story. Zebras know like which one's which. Do you think like, oh yeah, that's Bobby over there. He's like seven. Yeah, yeah, they definitely you do. Know. Yeah. Oh, I, they just look so much alike. I can't like. I don't know how they would. Wow. Know. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you think all zebras suffer from stripe blindness? Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah, I think the Akiva zebra, the a zebra, would not be very good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I wouldn't know. So, what do you think the move is here? Do we get back to the pack, or I do think we... we have to go back? Well, aren't we pack people? Didn't we establish we're pack people? We, we are collect. pack, but pack people. people did lease your death. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's true. That's a good point. Uh, I kind of feel like that you don't want to play it safe on these things. Okay, fine. Let's not play it safe. Do so you want to run the other way to, to safety? The, yeah, get out of here because maybe we'll change so, it to something else if we go the other way. Yeah, you're not enjoying your. T- How, are you a zebra fan in general? Um, not particularly. I feel like that among the animal kingdom, I, I just feel like that they are easy pickings for yeah, they're easy you know. pickings. They're really glorified donkeys with cooler colors, right? Like they wouldn't even be at the zoo if they didn't have better colors. They're donkeys. Yeah. I feel like they're more like a horse. 
Yeah, but there's no horses at the zoo, really. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot of like horse vernacular used in that passage, between like the yeah. canter and the and trotting. Not for nothing. I, I, this is a hot take. I, I would need. Uh, it wasn't one of our resident uh, zookeepers, like Mike yeah. or, or Sean Falconer's wife, Sandy. To to, I, I feel like zebras smell worse than most animals. Also, I have not heard that. No. I'd no. like to know if we could get a bottom five worst smelling animals at the zoo list for Mike for next week. I would love that. Yeah, I don't think zebra is going to crack the bottom five. I feel like they're very smelly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure why. I don't know. I, I feel like the, the ones that are ha- have much more hair around them and probably have more ability to catch like mold mm-hmm. and dust and mites, like a, mm-hmm. like a monkey, for example, Ooh, is probably smelly. What about skunk? Does skunk get into the well, bottom there's five? There's no or? skunks at the zoo. I'm sure it's, 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 some zoo has a skunk. I'm sure some zoo has a skunk. That is true. Mm-hmm. Imagine being the zookeeper who's got to deal with the skunk, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe no zoos have skunks. I'm not sure. I mean, I can ask mm-hmm. my kids later and see what they think. If, if zoos have skunks? No, about uh, what are the worst smelling animals. They, oh, they yeah, watch I would like of, They watch a lot of uh, wild crats. <laughs> they mm-hmm. definitely went into what animals smell the worst yeah. on that show. <laughs> Next week yeah. on Wild Crats, we're going to rank like the There's like 5 million episodes. I'm sure it came up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild, the, wild, wild crats. The um, Joe Exotic Zoo would have a skunk for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I think Joe Exotic's animals don't smell natural. I bet Joe Exotic smells pretty bad, though, too. Yeah, you don't notice. <laughs> I'm, I'm That's looking the worst at the, smelling uh, thing at his zoo is him. OneKindPlanet.org's top 10 smelliest animals. There actually is a bird called the stink bird on it. So I oh, guess boy. that is automatically given. That's a, a double whammy. Hard, hard, yeah, hard out on the stink bird. I like that, uh, Rob. We haven't mentioned this, right? That Rob is... Uh, not podcasting from his regular podcast place, but he did still bring the bell down. That's funny. No, we have several at our house uh, <laughs> that I was actually fighting with my. So, you know, uh, my wife is sleeping next door to my podcast studio. So I'm supposed to be watching my kids, but uh, we needed to record the podcast earlier. So they're playing a video game and I'm podcasting in my in my kids room. But I needed to have a bell here. And I tried to assign them to go find a bell. And then then they just gave up on it. But uh, then ultimately they found one. Other stinky animals. Uh, Tasmanian devil. We've got the musk ox, which again makes sense. The makes stink sense. bug. Number one. Give it to Uncle Kiwi. The skunk is apparently the smelliest animal ever. Well, I don't know. I didn't go really that far on a limb there to say skunk is the smelliest animal. <laughs> yeah. He said but zebra is the smelliest animal. Did you yeah. know any... Uh, did you ever know of someone who got sprayed by a skunk when you were a kid? No. I do remember one kid got sprayed by a skunk when I was little. And, like, they, what is it? Like, you bathe in tomato juice or something yeah, ridiculous? Yeah, that's apparently to, like, get rid of the odor, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I, that's, like, when you're a kid, it's, like, a big part of your life is, like, don't get sprayed by skunks. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought of a skunk in, like, 15 years before today, though. Not yeah. a le- Much less a factor in my life, the skunk, than I thought it would growing up. <laughs> same as quicksand i think that's yes, the quick, same deal yeah we talked about quicksand i quicksand needs a new publicist quicksand has not been in you talk to the you know tiktok nicole or my sister someone who's like 20 they won't even know what quicksand is anymore so they, they, need, no they just need a rebranding they do they, they need a rebranding or they need to like there needs to be more quicksand around like maybe quicksand is Wait, gone are you advocating the that they popularize quicksand like yeah go, let's go into the cul-de-sacs and put i mean if we're the if we're the new publicist for quicksand like one of the things we have to do is actually bring back yeah. quicksand. i just think that quicksand was something that happened to a lot of characters in cartoons yes. and like mm-hmm. gilligan's yeah. island mm-hmm. yeah and so are you I, saying I, it's not real maybe is quicksand not I real think it's real it's just... i think it's a real phenomenon but i just think that probably there weren't a lot of characters on tv shows in uh the early 2000s that got stuck in it 
Right. I wouldn't yeah, say, like, gonna... Steve, like, Steven Universe isn't going into quicksand anytime soon, right? Like, maybe it's just a matter of access to certain pieces of pop mm-hmm. culture that yeah. it's a, it's a, a facet of the past is quicksand. Mike, hmm. did anybody ever get stuck in quicksand on Lost? Uh, no, there. I don't think there was any quicksand on Lost. I don't Seems like believe. a missed opportunity. Yeah, it does. I feel like maybe if they had gone more to like the dangerous uh, island, uh, they would yeah. have gone to that. Not even Nikki and Paolo. That wasn't quicksand. No, that was a venomous spider bite, possibly from a different type of animal that that paralyzed them. No quicksand there. Hmm. Yeah, but the okay. publicist for quicksand could have gotten that in there. Hmm. So again, like you know, maybe Akiva, that can be your job. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's real. There's a National Geographic video, is, is it possible to survive being stuck in quicksand, where Johnny Phillips risks life and limb to experience firsthand what it's like to slowly... If emerge. we were going to be the publicist for quicksand, what are we going to try to do? Make it quicker? Like, Well, uh, I think you need to... Ch- could you change its name? Called, speed like, up that sand, baby. You call it like yeah. a fa- fast grass? Fast grass. Whoa. Fast grass. But it is just- sand, right? Fast grass is like... What, like a generic CBD company. You could throw some grass like, in there. Eat two of our fast grass gummies every day, and you'll. Um, hmm. I, I, the name quicksand is the best thing quicksand has going for it, in my opinion. I don't think you change the yeah. name. Could there be a know. partnership with Nestle Quick? Like, find a brand. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. How about this? You put it. Well, this is a little. You put Nestle Quicks, you hide them like your Willy Wonka around the world, but boom, you throw. You, Grab the Nestle Quick, you're in quicksand. Oh, God. Oh, I thought you were going to say that the quicksand was Nestle Quick, where then Ooh, you that's, sink that's to the probably a better yeah. idea than Powder killing children around the world. <laughs> Very Willy Wonka of you. Oompa, oompa, quicksand. If the quicksand is made out of Nestle Quick, yeah. that's probably better than my plan. What are we doing with this uh, herd? Are we going to, we're running away from it? We're going to try oh, to go. Yeah, forward. we're going to run away. We're going right to, we're going to risk life and limb here, but we're going to, might be gonna, quicksand. Yeah, zebras yeah. might okay, stink too bad. Yeah. I mean, this is, I feel like this is, this, these books were written in the time of quicksand, quicksand heyday. So they could see some quicksand. Yeah. All right. So you waste no time breaking into a gallop, ignoring the herd, trying to hold your distance from the charging lion. You stretch your legs, lungs, and heart to the utmost. Then somehow you sense that the lion has quit, his effort spent. You slow your pace and glance back. The king of beasts is slinking away into the tall grass, the fast grass. You're alive and free, but your human memory is taking hold again, and you sweat the cold sweat of fear, but only if you could be an animal that no lion would dare to attack. You feel a wave of darkness sweep over you. Then, blinking your eyes, you find yourself hunched over, your weight supported in part by your long arms and hands, which are pressed knuckles to the ground. You stand erect. You realize your body is covered with a furry brown hair and that you are enormous, standing at seven feet tall, weighing almost 400 pounds. You walk a few steps, but quickly drop down so you can use your knuckles as two front feet. It's more comfortable that way. You move rapidly through the thick vegetation that covers the mountainside. You stoop down to grab some stalks of wild celery and stuff them into your mouth. There is a stout tree in your way. You reach out and knock it over. As you work your way up the mountainside, you notice some other gorillas. They look happy, lounging in the grass and soaking up the sun. Some of them are sitting alone, grunting and belching. Others are picking gnats and lice off each other's backs. On the knoll above them is a huge silverback gorilla surveying the scene. He's obviously the leader. So you know he might attack you if you tried to join his group. So now we know you guys are pack people. Are you going mm-hmm. to decide to approach the group or explore elsewhere? Mm. What do you think? Silverback gorilla. 
I don't know. He seems nice. Yeah, let's see what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, they got a whole setup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's 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 be pack people. Let's approach the group. So as you knuckle walk over to the group, the gorillas look at you. Most of them grunt. Some of them sound friendlier than others. Suddenly, the big silverback stands erect. He beats his chest. He roars. The others show their teeth and scream. For a moment, you want to run, but you hold your ground. After all, you are a gorilla. Gorilla is italicized for some reason. The silverback starts towards you. You go, gorilla. Without quite knowing why, you crouch down and fix your attention on a celery stalk. The silverback sniffs you, then withdraws. A couple of smaller gorillas come closer. You exchange sidelong glances and, and grunts. Another gorilla throws an arm around you. You have been accepted by the group. Oh, oh wait! I didn't realize that they sweet. did like little bro hugs. That the way that people. One do. of us. One of us. All right, that's good. <laughs> and there was no hazing. All right. Yeah. As, yeah. as the days pass, you become close friends with the other gorillas. What's the passage of time? You've spent like weeks in the form of all these animals. Mm-hmm. Like, we're we're we social creatures. Yeah. Same life. We were a cat. This is crazy. <laughs> Your group travels together on the lush green mountain slopes, feeding on succulent plants. Sometimes you find an old nest of twigs, branches, and leaves. Some call them birdhouses. Sometimes you make a new one. You are happy playing, resting, and foraging with the others. One day you hear a strange noise. Peering through the trees, you see a funny, little-looking, hairless apes. Something about them looks familiar. Hidden in the dense thicket, you watch the hairless apes. They fascinate you. Your human memory is rekindled. These are humans. The objects they hold are cameras. They're filming the silverback gorillas. The other gorillas have caught the human scent and have retreated deep into the jungle. Your instinct is to join them, but you long for human company. As you peer through the brush, you notice a woman looking directly at you through her binoculars. I can't believe it, she says to a companion. Normally it takes months before they'll let themselves be seen. This one looks almost friendly. Get the cameras. Lonely without your gorilla companions, you decide to give the people a show. You you let them film you foraging, grooming, and playing. After a while, you begin to enjoy it. This is like the first OnlyFans. You're becoming quite a star. If If only you could tell the humans that inside you are really one of them. Even when you sleep, you dream of being a person again. Once again, the wave of darkness sweeps over you. You feel as if you were spinning wildly and everything is still. You are you again. The monk is sitting there looking serene as ever. Uh, Doesn't he ever get up and stretch and walk around? You (laughs) wonder? He must must eat, uh, though not very much, judging by his frail appearance. His high cheekbones seem barely covered with skin. His brown eyes are set far back in their sockets. The monk interrupts your thoughts. Well, have you been happy as an animal? Happy? You say slowly? I don't know. It felt so different. It's hard. Ah, then you would be happier being a simpler animal. Nope, a, no, no, no simp. A simple animal of the air, <laughs> of nope. the land, or of the sea. Which? Wait a minute. You protest. What about the guardian? And There's no other way. The monk's voice is gentle but firm. It is not I who ordains your destiny. You grit your teeth and answer. You say, okay, if you say you'll be a simple animal of the air, 
a simple animal of the land or a simple animal of the sea? I really, this guy, Akiva, that yeah. he's like, oh, my hands are tied. There's nothing I can do about this. Who's making this call? Yeah, I don't know. I also think this is this like, manager. I think this guy's yeah. in control booth being like, oh, you're not a cat anymore. You're a zebra. And now you're a lion. Like, this is a guy clearly just effing with you. There is no higher power here. Mm-hmm. Look, it's his first day on the job. He's got no idea what he's doing. He's like got the remote control. He's like, oh, what's on channel 1871? <laughs> All right. What's on 1792? Oh, the Karen Cat channel, of course. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So I don't know what defines a simple animal. Is these like simple machines? I don't know. But again, land, air, and sea. But you will be a simple animal. I don't. Again, we don't know what that means. But where would you rather be a simple animal? (laughs) I wonder if the air. Hmm. Akiva, what do you think? I think maybe the sea. No, if you're simple in the sea, you're toast, right? I don't right. know. I feel like like the sometimes I don't know how how the bigger creatures might might be a little bit simpler. So you might have you might be able to rule the roost a bit. I don't know. You think like Sim- a shark is simple? No way. No, they're like simple a shrimp. Like yeah, yeah, shrimp. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, simple, if you're if you're simple, you probably want to be in the air. I think I'm not sure. Yeah, because you have a bird brain. <laughs> a bird brain. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? All right, go to the air. <laughs> All right, we're going to the air. You take flight from the surface of the marsh. It's a hot summer evening, and you're in search of blood. Instinct guides you towards the house, and you through the broken parts of the screen, you hover over a sleeping girl. Oh, as no. You, as you buzz by her ear, she turns. Her arm lashes out, but you dart away. You l- light you land on a wall, waiting until she's quiet again. You're focused on a bare shoulder. You dive. Silently, you set to work, drawing out her rich blood. The girl swats hard, but you fly out of range. As soon as she settles back down, you land on her hand to finish your meal. This is the best blood yet. Suddenly, the girl sits up, switches on a light. Once again, you take to the air. All right, mosquito! She stalks around her room looking for you. You l- land on the back of her neck and slowly walk down her spine. Gotcha! The girl cries, slapping herself on the shoulder. You move down a little further. Uh-oh. The hand whips around again. Splat! The end. Oh! <laughs> oh. So you got to be like an elephant and a zebra and a burla and you end as a mosquito. Uh, we we were really trying to avoid being an insect the whole time, and then yeah, two seconds in as an insect, and we're toast. <laughs> mm-hmm. That monk, I hate that monk so much, so much. <laughs> yeah, screw that guy. So much. Yeah, I mean, probably so uh, went back to the well one too many times with the girl and the blood. Probably true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you bit off more greedy. than you could chew. You got yeah. greedy. I mean, that, yeah, mosquito. How many times do they need to bite one person? Uh, you feel like that they're it's a very tiny insect how much blood do they need it's true they mm-hmm. should be more afraid mosquitoes don't have enough you know they're they, well, they should a have wild a when, there was a while when they had the control right with the whole west nile thing so maybe they got sort mm-hmm. of high on their haunches there and zika yeah. and true. zika exactly yeah <laughs> now now we're back we're in charge mosquitoes and you're on the run yeah we're mm-hmm. just not worried about them right now mm-hmm. yeah. we got bigger fish to fry <laughs> We should have really been a shark. That's my Stimpler only my fish regret. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys were adamant about avoiding the sea. Uh, let's see. If you went to the sea, you would end up as a crab. 
Mm, not kosher. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not that a mosquito or a zebra are kosher, but what are you going to do? I mean, do you know a mosquito's not kosher? Yeah, no insects are kosher, yes. Um, mm. If you went to the land, you would be a wombat. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That been something. So simple. Don't know if it's Wiggler's wombats, but it would be a hairy-nosed wombat. Hmm. Do you want to play it out? Do you want to be a wombat? Yeah, we could be a wombat for a minute here. I think it was probably the last of the uh, simulations. All right. So, all right. Munch, munch, munch. You're eating. We're going to summarize part of this. Uh, they have okay. square poop, by the way. Wombats have square poop. I didn't know that. Okay. I don't yeah, think they, I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think they go into the bathroom habits of any of these animals in this book. No, I learned it at the science fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, the, the, the kid who got a D minus on the science project. Yeah. The, the shapes of all up. animal poops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And how they taste. Oh, no. All right. So, uh, do, do, do. All right. So, you're eating. Your short legs take you uh, not over, but through the land. The clumps and lumps of hardened mud and tuft grass, the rocky mounded earth. You lap at a trickle of water from a spring. Nice. Snip, snip, chomp. You eat again. Then burrowing in beneath a large flat rock, you sleep, oblivious to the snoring animal beside you, which, like you, is a hairy-nosed wombat. Uh, Okay, you can feel yourself stretching, your arms and legs growing longer. Your strength is surging into your human body. Laughing, you leap in the air and come down in the temple. At first, you shudder to be back inside the huge dark room. You realize you can move. The shadow of death no longer clings to you. How was it being a simple animal? The monk inquires gently. Fine. Yeah. Uh, Well, it was awful. Uh, (laughs) To be able to feel but not to think. Ah, you would rather not think and not feel? No, I'm... Were you asleep, you wonder? It doesn't seem so, though you're rubbing your eyes as if you were. The monk sits in the lotus position, impassive as before. What is the lotus position? Like a uh, cross-legged. Yeah, I think that's the thing where you're like your legs are like sitting on top of your knees. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, go to the door. Careful to stay inside. You go to the open door and blink in astonishment. The stairs of the temple are covered in deep drifts of snow. In fact, everything is covered by snow except for the statue of the temple guardian. Months have passed. Have I been asleep since summer? Your voice been silenced for so long is husky. You have not been asleep. The monk replies. You've been a tree. What is going on? (laughs) Okay, you try to imagine yourself as a tree standing rooted, half of your lower trunk covered with snow, your branches and twigs quivering in the winter wind, unfeeling. Mm. The monk breaks into your thoughts. You have shown courage and new understanding. The guardian of the temple is pleased with you. You will be allowed to return to your human life unless you choose to become an animal again. Why would I do that? The monk smiles. You humans are given the opportunity to experience life as another creature. You may never have this chance again. All right, so you get to try to be an animal again. No specification on whether or not it's simple. Um, or you can say you don't want to risk being an animal again. 
I think we have a chance to stick the landing here. Yeah, I agree. Walk away from the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's go out. <laughs> they say when you're ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what they mean when you're uh, like uh, that. We did, we're up too big in the casino. They're trying to get us to stay. And the license and Leprechaun Three. They're mm-hmm. going to comp us a room at that's the right. temple. Doesn't always work out. Yeah. All right. So, no thanks, you say. I've had enough of being an animal. It feels great being a human being again, and I want to stay this way. Very well, says the monk. But you will not be able to find the trail through the snow. I will guide you down the mountain. Come, it is safe for you to cross the threshold now. Slowly, you step yeah, out. I don't think I'm you just saying, if we get played by this monk, I'm going to be so You shouldn't trust this guy. He's going like, to push I, you off I the mountain. I hate this guy. Yeah, I'm going to be yeah, so mad yeah. if he screws us. All right. Well, all of your senses seem sharper. You've never felt so alive. Your eyes fall on the statue of the guardian. A familiar chill goes through you. You take a deep breath and stare at the great stone face. Hurry! The monk calls from below. You look back for the last time and sprint down the broad stone steps. For three days, you follow the monk down steep, winding trails. (laughs) Finally, just below the snow line, you reach a beautiful valley covered with wild flowers. That night, you stay in a monastery where you meet travelers who offer to guide you to the city of Kathmandu. From there, you'll be able to take a plane home. Concord? (laughs) Just like the Amazing Race. (laughs) A brisk three-hour, 45-minute flight. (laughs) Mm. In the morning, you bid the monk goodbye and thank him for his kindness. He gives you a Tibetan thangka, a sacred Whoa. parting. I will also leave you another gift. He said, yeah? this one from the guardian of the temple. You can neither see it nor touch it, <laughs> but it will stay with you forever. The oh. gift of friendship with all animals the oh boy end. i thought it was gonna be with the monk i was gonna hard pass on that. you're my wife now <laughs> friendship with all animals akiva do you yeah, want okay. that i mean i'd rather animals not know me and nothing me <laughs> than like oh the lion perks up like oh it's uncle kiwi <laughs> oh, so you don't want everyone for me like oh man it's her bud keeve yeah can you, you imagine that below the radar wants to, wants to visit with you when you leave the house <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that would be a great gift. All animals will be indifferent to you forever. Yeah, that is true. That is like the <laughs> ultimate goal. Yeah, that's sort of yeah. like the weird Dr. Doolittle reboot that we all need, right? Like, screw you, Robert Downey Jr. I want the one where everyone just, all animals treat him with complete ambivalence one way yeah, or Yeah, what if you, like, what if you had, they had a no-kill pass where, like, mosquitoes won't bite you, like, a lion sees you, won't go after you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you would know? you rather have yeah. Yeah. Spray you. with mosquitoes? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the dream. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> I like that he says you can neither see it nor touch it. Like, what a, a great gift then. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy's real, real cheapo depot. Cheap, like, yeah. oh, yeah, here's, I'm gonna, a, here's I'm a gift. Gonna, for, for Hanukkah this year, I'm going to give my wife, you can neither see it nor touch it, but they're using... <laughs> hypothetical yeah. gift for you. And this guy also theoretically like did torture you for yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here's $10 million for your troubles. Nope. Nope. The monk just says the animals are going to be okay to you. We're never going back to be an animal. But not the trees, just the animals, even though mm. you apparently were a tree. Oh. I feel like right. we've experienced so much. We've got yeah, to I mean, ironically, you never did go to the sea for a book called no. You Are a Shark, but you stayed yeah. plenty on the land and in the Yeah, air. very, very uh, misleading title, but uh, we had a good time out of the sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they just picked uh, some market research. What's the it's most uh, compelling animal to, yeah. uh, like, it wasn't like uh, be all animals. 
Yeah, I do what think if, that. I, I think I think when you're like that age, I think that sharks are probably like the most appealing animal to you, especially from like a boy perspective. I'm not sure what the gender breakdown mm-hmm. of choose your own adventure books is. I don't, I don't is, think my but... kids ever talk about sharks. Do your boys talk about sharks? Um, not a the lot. The San Jose sharks, maybe. It has not come up. Uh, <laughs> no. no, no hockey talk in this house. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, my kids never. My kids are into like dinosaurs and dogs. I, I don't really hear any shark talk. So even that first choice where you get to pick if you want to be in the ocean, you turn into a whale. You don't even turn into a shark. What if the so... whole book has no sharks and it's like really <laughs> like? Can you control left the word shark and see if it's in there once? <laughs> Because that would be what a scam that would be if there's no like you just constantly, you know, going through that book and you never I think no there is one shark. ending where you're a shark, but there's no way to get yep. there. You have to. I, mm-hmm. should, <laughs> I found an octopus. Okay. So, mm. uh, so far, so really all, all the things that, that sharks eat, except for the sharks proper, you will not be the apex predator of the sea, no matter what, which mm-hmm. is maybe a statement about uh, your own simping, as it were, and, and <laughs> you know, violating the guardian to begin with. Oh no! Simp animal. Okay. <laughs> simp animal. What animal is the biggest simp, Rob? Uh, simpanzee. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the new insult that Gen Zers hurled at one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh-huh. simpanzee. Was there anything choose your own adventure related, Mike and Liana, that you wanted to make sure we hit on our choose your renap venture? I mean, so I'm going through some some choose your own adventure book names right now, and it's an interesting series to peruse. Like, for example, uh, there is a choose your own adventure series around the Star Wars trilogy. Yes. Whoa, hmm. Kiva, if you could read any choose your own adventure, like, is there any sort of like uh, occupation or experience that you mm-hmm. would read a choose your own adventure book about? Yeah, accountant. <laughs> like, let's see what they could do with this one. If you choose to file as a it's dependent, it's season again, baby. Thirteen <laughs> uh, hours last night. Yeah, I don't know. I feel uh, like the choose your own adventure accountant would be like, "You've been indicted for tax fraud. Go to jail and spend the rest of your life in a white collar prison." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a lot of things that I feel like that you could uh, live vicariously through one of these stories that it, you don't wouldn't have to actually do this experience. The only one I can find that's close enough is there's sunken treasure um, <laughs> to account. Yeah, <laughs> there's no <laughs> much <laughs> you're in contact with coins. Sunken cost fallacy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there's the Mardi Gras mystery. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. There's a one called hijacked. Maybe you get kidnapped to become accountants for some sort of like terrorist circle. Captain Phillips. Um, when did you <laughs> choose your own adventures uh, fall out of favor? When did, when was they uh, when when was there a DOA date? Mm, well, I think so. The last uh, book in the series proper was released in 1998. That being said, I do believe in the 2000s they came out and like re-released some and. Speaking of like the Star Wars stuff, I know there's been a bunch of like spinoff ones, but the CYOA proper, the real McCoy, ran until about the late 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the most well known of the Choose Your Own Adventures? Is there like a. Ooh. Yeah. What, like, what is like the white album of Choose Your Own Adventure? <gasps> Ooh, that's a good question. So, the one oh, of I believe it's actually got... it's a book called You Are a Beetle. 
<laughs> oh, that's, that's Mike. You're on the cover of that one, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just oh, it's just me sitting with Yoko Ono. You're like, oh no, you turned to the wrong page. Mm. Yeah, the um, Cave of Time. I know is a big one. Let's see. I know one of them also just got made into a board game. Um, oh, it's interesting. Like a, it's a haunt, the haunted house, mm-hmm. um, or something like that. Something with oh. I don't know. I played it. And did you know that they uh, filed a, a lawsuit against Netflix for Bandersnatch? Oh, did they really? Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. I, I didn't know that there was one. I thought it was like everyone does Two Year Adventure. I didn't realize one company had like the IP for it. That's oh, why. yeah. No, there's a company I mean, called, the lawsuit? called Choose Co. Uh, that <laughs> releases all the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Hmm. Huh. Okay. All right. Uh, who do you, whose side are you on, Akiva? Netflix or Chooseco? I'm listen. I'm with Chooseco. Listen, they came up with this. I thought there was a hundred companies that had it, but if it's only one, Netflix can get lost. But listen, you could pay them if they're basically out of business. You could pay them like a hundred bucks for the IP. Don't don't steal it, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix does have a TV show called Quicksand, though. So, mm. well, I just well, had a bad thought. If they'll sue like any media. Who they think they're like, are we going to get sued now for doing a choose your own adventure? I wonder, yeah. though, since we have credited mm-hmm. to their own and this is, you know, this is available online. It's free. So, like, you know, I, I don't think we need to pay them any royalties necessarily for it. Plus, mm-hmm. It's promotional work. This is like the ground boots on the ground, grassroot type of advertising that, you know, you can't you can't pay for. Yeah. Uh, some other titles that we could have done. Uh, Prisoner of the Ant People. Nah. <laughs> that would have been terrifying. No. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not want to have uh, gotten into that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at the, at the old titles and like, I feel like a lot of these I could just like uh, see like in like the school library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, a, there's an interesting uh, facet to the titles of the you are series. You are a shark is definitely the most out there, but there's also you are a superstar. Oh, you, you are, are a genius mm-hmm. and you are a millionaire. Oh, that's a key. The genius. Thank you. No. <laughs> Cue the Moby. Is there a, is there a you're a great flyer? <laughs> is there you are a podcaster? Uh-huh. <laughs> you are a great flyer. You recline back in your window seat. You're not going anywhere for the next 12 hours. Mm. The flight attendant wakes by and gives you a wink. You know you're a great flyer and so did she. Mm. It's hour 12 of your adventure and you have a sudden urge to urinate. If you choose to go in the cocaine yeah. in front of you, turn to page 12. No, I'm the, when I say I don't get up to use the bathroom, it doesn't mean I'm using like other means to pee. Hmm. Uh, no, it means I, I, listen, I go right before I get on the plane and I don't have to go for 12 hours usually. Do you not consume liquid on the plane? No, well, I'll drink a Coke Zero or two. I usually don't eat the plain food also, even though like there's always like it'll be a special kosher meal. Nah, I won't even take it half the time. I'll sleep through it. I'll usually just listen to podcasts. I usually won't even turn on my TV on a, on like an 11, 12 hour flight. That seems out of character that there's there's a kosher meal in front of you mm-hmm. and you just for whatever reason won't touch it. Yeah, because I, I don't eat on the plane. And then first of all, that increases the odds you have to go to the bathroom. But also like I'm listen, I'm not a I'm not an airplane eater. I don't know. I, mean, I don't like being into you by something you're from Jerry Seinfeld not to enjoy airline food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's part of it is like I got a. My whole childhood watching Seinfeld. What's the deal with airplane food? You know, so I'm like, know. yeah. What is the deal with it? What I don't want anything to do with it. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm the opposite. I'll I'll eat anything they put in front of me on an airplane. That's <laughs> yeah. all equally dangerous. I think. One of my I don't know. One of my wife's good friends does not let her kids or her and her husband eat the airplane food. 
Like she brings meals. I don't know. I think she thinks it's gross. And, and like, but not like taste bad. Like there's just, I don't know what she doesn't like about it. So she'll like bring a meal for everybody. It's kind of crazy, but that's mm-hmm. what she does. Does she have enough to share with everybody on the plane? On the whole plane? Like, like bring bagels for the whole plane? That, what is that it, would like something. gum in the classroom? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's a thing of like Concord flights. It's like, oh, they've Richard Branson bought bagels and locks for the whole flight. That's what you're having now. Mm. Yeah. You have to share. Yeah, it's okay. actually yeah, you're a great flyer on on Concord flights. That's much less of a commendation than being like on a regular flight. I mean, anybody can be a great flyer on a Concord flight. Four hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, uh, Liana. Now you're not staying with us for the mailbag, right? No, I uh, I need to to depart. This is my choosing my own adventure. I wish yes. I could stay, but all right. Uh, well, if you uh, think you can leave, uh, you'll see what sort of uh, simple mammal you become when you walk <laughs> out of this room. I need to go back to preparing my "We Are the City" line. I've got several different yes, versions. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So we, could have, we could have back to I, the, as far as I could remember. And I could definitely be wrong. So you can at me if I'm wrong. I think Puya, who Liana knows, is uh, <laughs> her roommate. Yeah, yeah, my her, husband. Her actually aware yeah. of. We say buddy here is. Yep. Um, I think the only person who's ever been on back to back weeks is a guest. I could be wrong, but I think so. Uh, and you almost did three in a row, if I remember the, how the wheel worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so Liana very well could be coming back right next week because yes. we're going to put Star Wars. You're going to start wheel jamming this week. Yes, I think the, so. The is that okay? Pot? The Renat bot inspired idea of to watch the Star Wars holiday special, mm-hmm. which which I was, you know, uh, came to learn that Mike Bloom is uh, seem, seems to be very knowledgeable about the Star Wars holiday special. I, I don't know if this is a brag or a put down on myself that I have seen parts of the Star Wars holiday special at least half a dozen times uh, in my in my lifetime. What are you like yeah. walking into rooms where people have it on? Like, I mean, no, I've pursued them in my own volition, uh, but they are so in the uncanny valley that it's sometimes it's worth a gander of, of like, wow, this is truly if I if I want to simulate a drug experience without indulging myself, sometimes a good old trip through the Star Wars holiday specials is, a, is what'll do you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fast trees. So uh, we're excited about that. Liana, where else can people keep up with you? You can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. Puya and I, my uh, buddy, we are podcasting about The Masked Singer. Um, yes. So it's really fun to do a catch-up podcast with Rob. And then we are going to be closing out the season. We have, I think, three total episodes left, one of which is going to be a sing-along. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so that'll and be I a lot of fun. And I will also say, not to throw the Star Wars holiday special, there may or may not be a sing-along in there as well. Yes. <laughs> Rob, Mark. I'm sure you discussed this on the podcast. Mark Sanchez was on yes. the yes. Singer yes. Yesterday, right? and he was baby alien. Yes. What's crazy to uh. me is I went I went to the Wikipedia page uh, the other day to check who was on it this year. And some of those people, there's no way to guess them because they're not famous. So I don't know yes. how the yeah, yeah, yeah. one, one, in, one in particular. <laughs> one in particular. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I would actually like to have seen the uh, the packages for the Mark Sanchez clues to have gotten a sense <laughs> of like, uh, well, 12, 12, 12 touchdowns and 20 interceptions in the, in the best <laughs> season of his career. <laughs> we uh, his roommate, his, um, his backup sure. quarterback, his backup quarterback once said he would not leave him alone with his now 18 year old daughter. <laughs> Yeah, oh that's the real thing. Well, that it's, it's, actually, it's actually interesting because all of his performances, he didn't dance. He just kept butt fumbling, and it was oh. pretty hard to still guess who it was. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Seriously though, that actually now explains it because he had really bad hand control of the puppets, so it just sort of. Mm-hmm. Fits, they didn't make a butt fumble joke though. They didn't make a butt fumble joke. 
Yeah, I don't. I couldn't believe it. That's funny. Yeah. I wonder maybe if Cheerios Your Own Adventure came back, if we revived, I think we could do like a "You Are the Mass Singer" type of thing. Well, that's what I was gonna say. That the Mass Singer is basically like you are the shark of like, uh, like all right, you you are the mosquito, you are the zebra, you are the elephant. But I, I love I love the idea yeah. also of of um like a not famous person being on it. Like when we do the Master Napper again, like imagine if it was just like a random listener we had the guest. Like, oh, that's yeah. a listener. Her oh. name is Sarah. You don't know her. <laughs> Akiva, it's crazy because they have people on it that are not that famous. But uh-huh. we talked about this on the uh, podcast I did with Puya and Liana. Like the audience reactions are yeah. sort of like they cut to like the like seasons like uh, reactions from last season. So they will unmask. <laughs> oh, there's no audience. A, they will unmask a not famous person, and the <laughs> audience goes nuts, uh, like goes insane, uh, which is wild. It, it's that sort of like funny. you know where they have like the fake like pumped in like crowd noise at like but I, I, don't, I don't think you even need that use like the gifts of like standing ovation of like meryl streep being like yes yes just use that you don't even need to use repurposed footage from your own show mm-hmm. right. we're doing a good sell for the mass singer podcast though because this is this is out of control well, if you like especially if there's uh you want people to make fun of it uh then yeah. <laughs> no they, i'm sure they treat it with the utmost respect so, yeah. so if, if, the show itself doesn't treat itself with it respect. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but if, if the mass singer is the you are a shark of TV shows, does that make Nick Cannon the monk? Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> I've given you a gift, mosquito. It's lifelong friendship with masks. But aren't, are, what, what's the, what are they doing next? Mass dancer? Yeah. They are yes, doing the mass dancer. dancer. I don't know how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. Do you have to take off a mask or do you have to take off like your full body suit? No, I think it's still just the mask. Um, mm-hmm. but the costumes can't be as elaborate because they have to be able to dance in the costume. So it's just like different forms of leotards essentially. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know how you're supposed to know like, Oh, this pirouette, obviously I know who this is, but we'll see. We'll anyway. See. So yeah, right. I'm up to Liana. Thank you so much for all thank your you, hard Liana. work. Uh, we will see you soon when, uh, you join us for our life day celebration on the Star Wars <laughs> holiday special. <laughs> Looking very, forward to it. Very excited about it. Mike, uh, I, I had heard that the, uh, Star Wars holiday special is more of a Thanksgiving, uh, special than yeah. Christmas. So life day is technically November 17th, uh, because that is the day the Star Wars holiday special ended up airing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's technically like holiday. I think you're more so lumping into the holiday season even though it is really so people say you know you're playing christmas music too early before thanksgiving people might yeah. say you're airing holiday specials too early before thanksgiving in this case okay all right well a happy belated life day to you both <laughs> as uh we will talk about this soon we are going to take a quick break and when we come back it's going to be time for this week's mailbag with mike bloom mike do you have ideas for the wheel Boy, howdy, do I ever. Okay, all right. Stay tuned for that. We'll be right back with this week's mailbag. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, 
provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right, we are back with a mailbag 109. And we are so lucky that we have Mike Bloom here with us, uh, Akiva. How great is this? It's great. I, anytime we have Mike Bloom, it's it's great. But it's especially great today because he did a lot of the heavy lifting for the mailbags. I'm yes. excited. Okay. Yeah, me and heavy living do not mix. More so me and running mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently oh, yeah. When it oh, yeah. Physical activity. Mike, Mike, you're my guy here uh, <laughs> in the big race. Have you been training? That uh, Akiva, I found out that Mike Bloom is, does uh, has an app on his phone that teaches him calisthenics and he does it every day. I mean, no listen, idea. it has been, it's been Thanksgiving and the mortal op- opponent of running is Thanksgiving. So I will admit the training has not been happening. Did as you have a lot past. of dessert, just, Mike? I mean, listen, it's, it's like, there's a, Mike. you gotta, Mike. I mean, it, Thanksgiving is the most sedentary holiday there is. Mike. It's per- it, the purpose is to sit back, gorge and lay. No, you know? no. Who hears that and his ears perk up like, oh my God, this is going to be, I'm going to lap him. We yeah, forgot so to ask Liana how much dessert did yeah. Booyah have? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. But I mean, that's the thing. We're past the holidays. Once we get into the cold, dreary months of January, that's when you really drudge up the idea of like, listen, I'm just going to have to let me let me run. There's nothing else coming soon. I'm just going to keep running until we reach Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Okay. All right. Well, all right. We'll see the the big race. Uh, I'm already one for one on Whoopi Goldberg tweets. So let's see. Do you think now uh, Liana is uh, Mike's co-host, but roommates with Puya? She's definitely rooting for Puya, Mike, right? Yeah. I mean, why I would, would she root for a Mike? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people people said that both her it's, and, it's and my work, wife work Angela Bloom should bid on the other person so that it's a win-win situation like mm-hmm. there's the moral mm-hmm. victory if sure. you're if you're sending another win she's probably sending well, mike you... a basket of muffins uh, at this moment i'm not gonna yeah. refuse muffins <laughs> i'm never gonna refuse muffins who refuses muffins mm-hmm. um yeah so i'm excited about that uh mike has a valentine's day in his mind maybe that's when he wants the race to be on valentine's day yeah, exactly. That's uh, that gives us nice. I don't know. I I I'm do sure feel Angela like, and Liana would love that. Uh, a, yeah, uh, like oh no, forty yard dash to get together I'm going for to Valentine's run Day. A forty yard dash on. I bet Valentine's that the Day. loser has to pay for a four person uh, like everyone's meal on Valentine's Day night. Mm, yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Puyan and I should have separate bets. Like if I beat him, he can't use emojis for a month or something. Okay. <laughs> Side bets. All right. Side bets. We'll see. We'll see. There might be bets within bets going on, but I look forward to whenever that day side bets and not the side dishes. Okay. All right. I'll try not to. I don't know. Christmas. The Christmas ham's looking real juicy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Mike, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I had. I had a nice Thanksgiving. I posted this on the internet. uh, But my son, speaking of the Star Wars holiday special of it all, has discovered lightsabers. Yeah. Is he a Sith Lord? I mean, so my in-laws have a whole collection of lightsabers, and the one that he picked up happened to be a, a Sith one, which mm. really... Uh, I've been Don't both, train like, this raises, boy. It raises and answers a lot of questions, to be quite honest. Of Like, of course, my son, uh, you know, the, the musical devil incarnate would have a son who's a Sith Lord, so I can't be too stunned, to be quite honest. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's both a, a two-headed coin, because while it's fun to, like, have an acceleration in his tactile skills of, like, he can wield this, 
now there is like a chunk of plastic that my son can swing wildly. Mm -hmm. We have not gotten into the realm of like baseball bats or golf clubs anytime soon, but I I feel like we are like on that slippery slope to that eventuality. Yeah. Um, Akiva, you know about the uh, dark side of the force and the light side of the force? I could intuit it, but no, I don't know about it. Yeah, I mean, you basically got it. Yeah, I could figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I mean, it sort of lies within the name itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad guys, they have a red lightsaber. And then literally good guys is basically every other color. It's mostly, you know, blue and green, but there's some purples in there. There's some oranges if you ask enough people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be very lost like... during this Star Wars special, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, listen, a lot of lightsabers. I, I guarantee you, no matter what level of Star Wars fan you're at, you will be lost <laughs> during this special. It okay. is equal parts weird and absolutely like just a complete chore to get through. Uh, so it's it's it really alternates between like what is going on versus what is going on in like the can we just get through this and move on to the next thing. But it, it livens it up a bit, so you never feel like one particular mood at any point in time. Is it a half hour or an hour? I believe it's an hour. Whoa. Okay. I mean, I feel like a holiday special does not necessarily last a half hour, right? The word special. I feel like a lot of the holiday specials are half hour. Hmm. Yeah, but I feel like like holiday special in the name. Hmm. Yeah, I was I was dreading two hours, so I'm sort of fine. Oh no, I don't think it's I don't think you know this might be this is not a modern Star Wars movie. This is a Star Wars TV special proper. They were lucky they gave even an hour to George Lucas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, although. Uh, I've had to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer many a time. Have you ever watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I've seen like a little piece of it. I haven't seen yeah. the whole thing. You know, there's like a... It goes on way too long. Like that, that you could cut that down to 10 minutes, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There is yeah, a I'm, whole like very soft middle of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Plus, I do feel like I think his father would, would get canceled nowadays. Like I think he's he's pretty mean and he does have a line of like w- what a woman reindeer's place in the home or something. I don't know. I've always been a huge fan of the Rankin Bass Christmas specials, but I can also admit that they are they are not necessarily perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mike, what are we doing here? So, yeah, I guess I have been in charge of the mailbag. I put the mail in mailbag uh, this episode, and I've got some old business, some because new Because you're business. a man? Uh, I suppose so. Uh, mail horror bag, if you will. <laughs> uh, some old business, some new business, and some very weird business, because I put out the beck and call to the Renap Twitterverse uh, in the past hour since, you know, you near, put up the, bloom near signal. the end of our Choose Your Own Adventure podcast into the start of this one. I got many interesting responses from the listeners. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Well, let's, let's I guess, start with a, a piece of pressing business because I know this was some discussion uh, involving a podcast with myself and Jessica Lee from the past, as was suggested during, I think, the To Tell the Truth podcast about uh, Robin and Kiva Get Trekked. Which yep. is sort of like uh, an introduction slash, I guess, catch up and Rob's sake to the Star Trek universe. I commiserated with the great Jessica Lee. We are on board uh, to beam you up into that ship and, and take you to all things Trek. Are we ready to make it so? Well, I, I think, think so. the only thing is, my, my only concern is I don't oh, want like boy. Star Trek and Star Wars. No, no. I said this last week. I don't want Star Trek and Star Wars coming up back to back. I think that's fair. Well, what I will say, though, is... There's yeah. a little, there's a veto in the corner that you haven't used all oh, year. True. It's true. It's true. But I don't, but I also don't, I, I'm thinking, what about two weeks after the Star Wars Star Trek goes on? I think that's fair. 
I think, I'm not pushing I, it I, off. I think it's 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 easier to just throw it on now and veto if it comes yeah, up. This is rather, uh, the, rather than having yeah. to set a, a Unless, Google calendar. See, this is what I'm trying to determine here. Like, is is this part of your uh, like a, a keep a playbook of like okay, if I filibuster, if I stall, maybe no, it'll fall I, through I, the cracks. I, I, no, I said and I, I'm not against this. Listen, mm-hmm. I, the, I just think. I don't want to. I think people would agree. I don't think Star Wars and Star Trek need to come back, come up in back to back weeks or even two out of three. I don't think that's crazy. I'm, I mean, they're not, they're they're not going to. Okay. Now, the wheel is, I think, the biggest it's ever been, to, to right. be fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wheels to be fair, like this, this, yeah, like look at look at the the podcast we I mean, just did has been up here for what, like, it's four not going to be eligible for next week. Okay. Okay, fine. Yeah, you could put it on. I have no problem with putting it on. I just. But I want to make a rule: Star Trek and Star Wars can't come back, come up back. To Never back. the That's two shall saying. meet. Never the two shall meet. Can't be yeah. back to back. I'm. We'd be thrilled to have you. And, and, and just hypothetically, if mm-hmm. the Star Wars holiday special came up, and then yeah. uh, Mike and Jess came on to talk about the next week. Star Trek the yeah. next week, what would happen? Mm-hmm. What would happen? Like, oh guess, my in, god! Oh my! This <laughs> too much too, 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 too much science fiction. Yeah. To be fair, I think let's look at where Akiva's coming from. He does not want to be called a nerd. I think this would really paint him into that corner unintentionally. So yeah. Like mm-hmm. wow, you're talking Star Wars and Star Trek within a fortnight. Yeah. Wow, what a big dweeb! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rather be known as a good flyer than a nerd. Yes, okay. I think um, Rob. Actually, while we're talking, if you could do us a favor, if you don't want to do this, I'll do it. Okay. We need to figure out how many spots on the wheel the Star Wars Holiday Special gets Ooh, for next can week. I, can, okay. Can I make an offer? Yes, but I, I had an idea. But let's see if you could beat it. Yes. I think it's super easy if we're using Star Wars uh, numbers here. Three this week, six the next week, nine the week after. I don't hate it. Why? Why? Oh, because there's uh, trilogies. Three episodes, yeah. six episodes, and then nine. But it might not okay. come up that way. That, it's a decent form of wheel jam. And then I guess the week after that could be like three plus six plus nine or something. Because and it could be last spots. year, famously, yeah. we ran yeah. into an issue where we had mm-hmm. like a, what is the... What, what, what the crappy it was a movie. Hanukkah Christmas movie. It was yeah, like a, it yeah. was like a it was like a holiday movie Hanukkah slash. Christmas. We had some sort of like yeah the Hanukkah movie diaper. I, I don't Dre- know exactly yeah. what it was. It was a Hanukkah movie dreidel. Hanukkah, mo- yeah, Hanukkah movie dreidel. Okay, yeah. and we're gonna spin it, but it never came up. Uh, despite yeah, the we gave jam. it like ten to twenty spots, and it just it just okay. It, it's so very unlucky. Here are the up. okay. So next weekend will be the weekend of December fifth and sixth. Followed mm-hmm. by then there will be a weekend of. The twelfth and thirteenth, and mm-hmm. then a weekend of the nineteenth and twentieth. Uh, but that's yeah. really it. You know, we're not going to do. Three shots. But uh, I Mike don't is, know. Again, this is Mike this is saying a, three, six, and nine. This is which this is, is nice. A, this is a thing that took place technically two weeks after you're recording true. right now. So I, I don't Here's, think you're bound by any calendar. I'll tell you my pitch, and you could pick whichever pitch you like, and and it's fine. Yeah, I, I won't be offended. My idea was because this is a Renatbot pitch, right? This is. The Renatbot came, came up with this idea on its own. Yeah. I think you should right now tweet at the Renatbot and say how many spots on the wheel should the Star Wars Holiday Special get? And let's see what we get from the Renatbot. Maybe we can uh, get a number. Do you want to use, use an number. RNG uh, in the, uh, uh, the Renatbot? Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see uh, if the Renatbot uh, uh, gives it'll, a number. It'll give me, it's going to give me like a, a gif of Dave Matthews. Okay. Can I also You're say, probably uh, right. I, I, apparently the Renatbot is like my, my ops, is my mortal enemy. Oh. What did it say? Well, I, it said a couple of interesting things. First, it has a uh, question my existence. I believe there yeah. was a tweet out there of like yeah. finding the real Mike Bloom. Mm-hmm. And then probably more memorably, uh, it tried to to put me in the place of a sex predator 
and saying that I should be the new Matt Lauer. And so I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure what Renat Bot is doing to <laughs> me about at that. this point. There's a lot of libel going on here. Let me just ask, Akiva, what's the, how do you want me to word this question? How many spots on the wheel does the Star Wars holiday special get? Yes. How many spots on the wheel does the Star Wars holiday special get? Am I mentioning get? anything about wheel jamming or no? No, I don't think the Renat Bot needs to know about wheel jamming. Now, I think if it says a number in any form, we'll count that number sure, as the official but it number. it will not. It's going to give us something that will... This is a, this is how it, if it doesn't say, to, should I just realize, keep tweeting till it comes up with a number at some no, point? Like, no. said that it keeps filibustering so that he can log into the Renat Bot account right now. I don't know the password. Uh, number. I, don't, I, honest, I don't know the password because it used a word that was that's not super appropriate this week. On But it was at like 4.30 in the morning. So I did have like urgent tweets at it to... Um, Mm-hmm. To Amanda and the Renat bot to take it down. Luckily, Amanda was up pretty quickly and, and took it down. Nobody, nobody was, uh, nobody really noticed. But no. So if I had it, I should have it, and I, maybe I'll ask for it. But I do not mm-hmm. have the password. Yeah, wh- I think you gave it to me the first day, but I wouldn't even know where to find. Can it. you give us a hint on the word, or it's too inappropriate? I mean, it's just not a word we use we'll anymore. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a word that people use in like the eighties and nineties, like and they bird brain nowadays. Oh, like it's yeah, it was like it was worse than bird brain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So. uh how about this? Uh, like, okay, I like three six nine, but could we also vow that if we if it doesn't come up on its own volition, then mm-hmm. uh, we should just do it and put it into the feed? Okay, yeah, I mean, fine. Yeah, I mean, so, I think you've sort of broken the mold a bit with your Leprechaun three stuff, right? That like you can do seasonal podcasts that don't necessarily stick to the yeah. numerical canon. We so. are. Well, what if, it, to what do... if it doesn't come up on three six or nine? Should it be the December twenty sixth episode, like that weekend, the um, one right after Christmas? Let's see. I guess. Um, and it's I don't know what day of the week Christmas is, honestly. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, so it is going to be uh, a Friday this year. Ooh, Friday Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, then then we don't have to record anything that holiday weekend. Okay. All right. So then, if if it does, whatever comes up on the wheel, uh, if it does not come up in the nine spots uh, mm. on the nineteenth and twentieth uh, episode, mm-hmm. then. We will uh, just put it in in that spot, and it will not be considered a uh, numerically canonical episode of Robin Akivanita podcast. Right. Unless be... the Renatbot responds to you. Oh, you misspelled Renatbot. You're never going to get a response. Oh, no. Uh, you put an extra O in Renatbot there. What Renat- did I do? I did you that. wrote Renopebot. It's uh, an O. All right, well, I'm trying to multitask. Uh, well, I, think I, I think that's a 40 slip on Rob's part. I think that shows his reaction to the uh-huh. Renatbot. He just nopes it. Yeah, let's see if Renoopbot ends up uh, responding <laughs> to me. Is okay. that Randy Newpel? Yeah. Ren- <laughs> Renoop- yeah, Randy Renoopel. Uh How many spots? Should I just like, give? Can you just give me a number? Hey, yeah, give, give me, me a number. number. Yeah. yeah, give me a number. That's fine. Uh, give me a, a number from one to uh, one million. <laughs> okay, you're testing the limits of the wheel thing. I mean, a million spots on the wheel. I didn't realize I could go up that because I thought the, the thing with Dr. Mike, I forgot if you could get 69 spots on. I there. think it's like 100 is the max. Mm-hmm. Did we say or something? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see if we, this, we come back to this. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so let, me, let me put in a suggestion here now that the Trek is oh, through. Hold on. So, uh, speaking of the Trek, what is the name of that Star Trek podcast? I think we could do like Robin Akiva get trekked or something like that. And what are we watching one particular episode? How is that working? No, again, so I think me? what Jess, Jess and I can arrange like a whole potpourri of things. Like we can, we can, we can play games like what famous actors have appeared in Star Trek episodes, if you mm-hmm. will. We can talk about like 
where where we think the guys would work on the ship or like what species they might be. And it'll be sort of like a mixture of various Star Trek discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Should we watch a random episode? Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we, we can if, if we feel we like put it like a random number so. generator. So I have yeah. like, so I have some context of I mean, I did watch one like five years ago on the Sunfield. Right. But you watched arguably the worst episode. The worst episode. And I don't remember. Yeah. The next generation. Okay. Maybe we'll randomize and watch a random episode of Star Trek. Um, <laughs> I'd also like to work in like discussions about like uh you know uh bathroom breaks on the enterprise in terms of shifts and stuff like that if uh well, was, that was I'm possible. Said shifts. It's not shifts, really have to use yeah. the bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that stuff is uh like uh I, I really would love to talk about like the mundane of yeah. like life aboard uh any mm-hmm. of the starships. But um yeah, I don't know if this was in response to me, but uh the Renatbot said seeds baby to somebody. Yeah, other than that, but really is not going to come uh, come up with a number. It, what this is the response was to your idea. <laughs> okay, so all right, Amanda said he needs a number, buddy, and the Renatbot responded five, six, seven, eight. Well, now he great job, Robbie. Which made is the pretty Renatbot similar to right now. Pretty mm-hmm. similar to Mike's idea, just a little more spots this mm-hmm. week. But okay, I, th- I think. What do you think? Do we do but, that? Is that all canon? right? It said five, six, seven, eight. So that's that's fine. <laughs> Uh, but do we know if uh, is somebody controlling this? I feel like that that was uh, a little on the nose. No, I don't think Amanda knows what we're asking. Yeah, I'm surprised. Okay. I feel like the Renat bot tends to use vernacular and, and gifts, especially from previous Renat discussions. I don't think you guys have nary done like a dance discussion that elicits a five, <laughs> six, seven, eight out of it. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. Five spots on the wheel for uh, Star Wars Holiday Special for next week. Okay. Well, in two weeks, right? It, it's not on the wheel this week. What? The, you're putting it. How could that we be? Said that. We what, said no, we that. Did. For Star Wars Holiday Wait, no, Special? Oh, no. For Star- oh, yeah. I'm mixing yeah, up Star Wars, Wars Holiday Star Special. Sorry. Give yeah. it five spots. Star Trek. Sorry, I'm mixing up Star Wars and Star Trek. Let's see a second. Right. I apologize. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We can, we can beam up Star Trek for right now. Yeah. All right. So, all right. We'll engage right. that. Okay. Exactly. Make it so. Uh, so, yeah. So, I want to suggest a... Now that the sequel mechanism has been sort of uh, reinvigorated... I want to suggest something that was tweeted all the way back in August from the great Jocelyn at uh, mm. Jocely. So Jocelyn, people might remember, was actually the person behind my first Renap appearance, which was the Brant Steel the three of us did. Actually, this time, like two years ago, I think it was. Mm. Of This is TVInsider.com's list of the best TV characters. We put them in a Survivor season. Larry David played the greatest Survivor game that I've ever seen. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and so, Jocelyn has suggested, we went back to the well of the creator, has suggested a sequel using a list from the same website of the 47 most unlikable TV characters of all time. Okay, should we look at the mm-hmm. list? Let's yeah, so I can, read, I can read off some highlights here for you, mm-hmm. just some perusing. So we've got, we've got actually a really nice, fun murderer's row here. Uh, some literal they, murderers, yeah. actually. Starting with uh, Joffrey Baratheon. Uh, okay. We have Pete Campbell from Mad Men. Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother, Rory Gilmore, Don Summers from Buffy. Rory Gilmore's are the worst 47 with a bunch of murders? Well, I think it's it's unlikable. Not necessarily like yeah. worse, like we hate them. More wow, so unlikable. Like either they're badly written yeah. or they did bad stuff. The second time uh, Ted Mosby has come up on the podcast in the month of November. Yeah. Uh, so we also have uh, Dawson Leary from when you guys talked to Dar- Dawson's Creek. Ross. I, I like friend. Dawson more than Pacey. This is crazy, this list. Uh, Sheldon Cooper's in here. Screech. 
from Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. uh, Scra- a Scrappy Doo, of course, uh, Kimmy Gibbler, the world's worst annoying neighbor, Eric Foreman from that '70s show. What? Eric Foreman is not that annoying. Uh, but Akiva, I think this might get you hook, line, and sinker on this mm-hmm. list. Fraser Crane. Oh, yeah. I mean, he belongs there for sure, Frazier. Uh, we have uh, Angelica Pickles from Rugrats, uh, Miranda mm-hmm. from Sex and the City, the aforementioned Nikki and Paolo from Lost, George Vampire Costanza, Akiva. Yep, George Costanza is in there. Is in the worst? I, this list is insane. Uh, Janice Soprano. So I think. And like, Janice no from you, Friends. Yeah, no matter how you feel about the list, I think that there is a good crop of characters to pull from here. Hmm. Plus, I think. Since Thanksgiving, you, Rob, what did Janice's boyfriend do during Thanksgiving? You remember? Um, no. He like fell asleep watching the football, the Lions game. <laughs> okay. um, someone just posted a clip during the Lions game. That's yeah. How I oh, I do like that. Uh, Ollie from Game of Thrones has made the list. So just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this, I think this is really speaking to both George of you in particular. Up being on this list, like really. Well, I, and I do think that other, like, out, you know, we can sort of reach beyond. We did this for one person, I think, in yeah. the best character brand still. I think we could also reach into our own TV proclivities of like, right. And, and listeners could maybe submit people that they think. Yeah. Um, I don't what, know. The, I, here's, I mean, for, for me, I, I don't know how you feel about, about this, mm-hmm. but I feel like that, look. Uh, I need Mike Bloom and his brand steals in the, in the main Survivor podcast feed. I hear you. There's I, no I, actual survivor. Yeah, that uh, I don't think we need to waste a Brant Steele uh, like as a Renap episode. I mean, to be mm-hmm. fair, I don't. I do not mind doing doing two in one week. You know, I I don't mind. Mike, uh, you have to live your life. Come on, <laughs> Rob. I yeah. have no life. <laughs> this, this Mike, you case. should be training for this race, Mike. Can I read one other Brant Steele that's a little bit different that a listener yeah, had to submit this week? Uh, this is from Derek. He says, uh, "Yes, who I believe helped you with the patron Brant Steele, right?" Yes. Okay. So Derek says, what about putting 16 to 20 Renat personalities on a Zoom call and adding commentary as their, as their names play Survivor? It could be the follow-up to Stands for Zops. You get Kirsten and Allie and Third Wheel Zach and all Kit by a Car Claire and all sorts of different Renat personalities. What do you think about having a live brand steal? Hmm. Well, yeah, we, Mike we and did, I, we did, we did this with patrons uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. In, including a friend of Renat, Lindsay Wilson, played in it. Yes. Um... Mm. Akiva, how, would you want to do this on Renat? I think it would be fun. Yeah, I think it ended up turning out very, very well. And actually, a uh, creator of uh, the Royal Rumble 2.0, Jill, was in it as well. It's, mm-hmm. it's if you have very game personalities, I think it can be a very fun time. Uh, my hesitation would be: is it more of a video idea than a podcast, though? Hmm. Will I people think, like? I think know? for the most part, I've, I've sort of gotten. I've gotten a surprisingly mixed reception as to some people do listen to the brand steals audio only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I do think it's not impossible for people to be able to track it. Uh, even I mean, if I guess are. there would be a video for the people. Yeah. And, and, right? and we do a good job of like, yeah. usually there's only crosstalk happens at a tribal council where that's you, when you bring in the people to talk to, there's very little like peanut gallery sounding off during the regular events of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, let's let's think about this a little bit, um, okay. and not necessarily do it. like. I wonder if it would be better with like twelve people, maybe doing like a big brawl. Oh yeah, yeah season. it doesn't have to be sixteen. Yeah, yeah, the sixteen it's is just, it's long. Too. It's low. It's a lot of people. Sixteen is a lot of people for the listener to keep track of. Also, mm-hmm. and yeah. you get Craigslist Carlin is the real question. <laughs> well, we I need him on a podcast to describe yeah. why why he voted this person out of the last. I doubt he's going to sit there for three hours on a call with yeah. us. Yeah. 
without like you know on the bright yeah, side given alexander chester's version love for survivor there's a greater chance you can get him on the podcast for certain yeah oh, we could get chester no question i don't like think imagine this could reignite the chester wiggler feud if they have them be captains of opposite Ooh, that's not a bad idea chester mm-hmm. versus wiggler i think we could get josh for that if, if alex is involved mm. I, don't, I don't think their feud is dead i think josh came on uh chester's curb enthusiasm podcast recently so i don't think there's a real feud but yeah that would that's not a bad idea for captains absolutely Okay. Uh, yeah, we could think about it. Let's see if people are super excited about that idea. Yeah, some sort of some sort of Renat brand steal, whether it be worse characters or Renat personalities. Uh, but I wanted to bring him since Jocelyn was the originator of it and the, the tweets sort of got, uh, yes, got lost in the ethos over the past few months. I wanted to, to bring it to the surface. And speaking of that, actually, I wanted to bring up another guy idea because I would be remiss if I did not uh, guest on Renat with you two lovely gentlemen and did not bring up how we could possibly make an R-A-A-N-A-P RPG uh, work out somehow. How would that there's work? Been, so there's been so much talk banded about, about like Robin and Kiva play D&D. And it's a really fun idea, but I, I think that D&D Hold perhaps on, might Akiva, be... Hold on, you okay? My, Mike said the, the D words. I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay. It was... uh, the D and <laughs> the D not, You didn't say D-O-A, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was that the word that Renatbot <laughs> tweeted out? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was, uh, it was six months after it first tweeted. It was D.O.A. But, but I think, you know, D&D can be a lot of fun. But I, I do think that if you're just looking to do it like over one podcast for like an hour and a half to two hours, it might not be conducive. That being said, there are certainly other RPG formats that can be. And I experienced them firsthand. I've done a couple on post-show recaps where myself and Josh Wiggler have done a couple of one-off RPG podcasts that use a different format than D&D that are less complicated you don't really need to roll dice. It's more so like you guys talk through it and then we sort of work through how you can make those decisions via via dice rolls. I think it is much more conducive to a Renap single session style. And so I want to keep this RPG idea alive because even yeah. though D&D might not be best for this, I do think we can make it work. Who's making the simulation? I mean, I, I don't want to... I can definitely pimp our Philly into it. This guy is our consummate uh, mm-hmm. game master when it comes to all our stuff on post-show recaps. He is a brilliant mind when it comes to games, and he knows you guys, especially. So I think he could very easily come up with even like a, a thing that's tweaked for Renap-specific, where you guys can have a simple time creating a character, and then we quickly jump into stuff, have a fun time for a couple of hours. Does he know this show? Want- I think he, yeah, I think he could definitely. I think he knows the show, and he can definitely get caught up on the lore as well. Mm. What do you think, Akiva? I like our Philly, but I, I, this doesn't really speak to me. I need a real like pitch. I need to see what it is. I, to me, the playing pretend it, it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm not saying no, but I need a like a more a more specific pitch that's structured. I, I don't All know. Right, I mean, uh, well, how about how about this? Could we, if you want to put it in the waiting room? Yeah, I'll, I'll go to Rich, see you know if he if he has an idea of, of what he would want to do. Maybe we, we could get like one with... decision point as like a sampler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm I'm up for that. But I, but I think that this is a a fun idea, and I do think the idea of I, there might be like a psychological barrier to entry when it comes to your point, Nakiva, about like I don't want to necessarily play pretend. But I think the more you hop into it, and the more you get into it, almost from like a brand steel perspective, actually, the more the more you'll surprisingly be amenable to a lot of the stuff that rpgs provide okay. um did mike did what what was the best from the listeners tweets you got dozens of tweets from the listeners i, I did get dozens of tweets here all right so i i'm gonna go from trek to shrek here because i do not think so i tweeted out here uh in all caps quick give me the first hashtag renap mailbag idea that comes to your head 
Don't even think about it. I really want to like shoot from the hip. Give me the knee jerk yeah. reactions here. I do not think that this is admittedly a a, uh, uh, a impulsive tweet from Shut Up Tim because he has this idea brewing for a while. But I wanted to bring it up while I'm on the podcast here because let's go from Shrek to Shrek. Robin and Kiva become Shrek experts. You they reach into a Shrek cookie jar provided by him and pull out one of the Shrek related properties and cover it, uh, which spans six movies. One musical, uh, 10 shorts, five TV episodes, and basically talk all things Shrek as he gets you caught up on just how much of a meme-worthy community the Shrek fans are. The meme? It's a meme-worthy community? I mean, the, 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 I feel like millennials have really fallen in love with Shrek in, in many ways, whether hmm. it's mention of All-Star. I don't even want to go down the dark and dirty rabbit hole that is Sonic x Shrek uh, fan fiction slash art. There's just a Sonic lot of- X Shrek? That's Sonic yeah. versus Shrek? Oh, no, quite the opposite. Sonic uh, times Shrek? Sonic uh, Sonic bumping uglies with Shrek is more so what it Sonic is. Sonic has uh, sex with Shrek? Sonic has sex with Shrek and occasionally gets pregnant. Uh, has become what? like Mike, a- how do you know about this? <laughs> Listen, I I'm on the the beat of internet uh, of internet. Rob, are you were searching this, Mike. Are you searching this stuff on incognito mode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Akeem, have you ever heard of this? Is he? Is, is no, this, of course yeah. not. Please. Listen, I you you could search it literally Who's that right for? now. I don't know, and that's why the internet exists. Like sometimes it is for the lols. That sort of is what the millennial slash Gen Z culture is about. You will see if you Google this. Does keeps, Princess Fiona know about this? I mean, I I would assume maybe it's sort of is like an open marriage type of thing. Who knows? Maybe Shrek is a type. I mean, Thomas if you told Middle me it was type. Shrek and Donkey, I could see that. But where does Sonic the Hedgehog come into this? I mean, Sonic himself, like he, I, I think maybe it was sort of done for the, the randoms at first. And then it just sort of kept snowballing from there to the point now where it is. Where it has become, well, that's maybe one of the moves that they do, but to the point where it has become its whole thing, where there's fan fiction about it, there are heaps and heaps of drawings. So, yeah, for many different reasons, Shrek has made his way into the This isn't the what Frail Mary culture. has been busy working on, right? You be careful what you wish for. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Such a weird pair. I don't even see them together. I mean, maybe it's one of those things like opposites attract, you know, a big green ogre and a small blue hedgehog. seems like a big lumbering oaf and Sonic is like fast. I mean, you'd have to assume like one is the big spoon one the little spoon, right? Unless well, who, is, who is who? I, I mean, I think the size differential makes it obvious. Like, I don't think uh, it does? Shrek really, really needs some care, but I don't think Sonic. Sonic has like twig arms. I don't think he's really going to caress anybody anytime soon. Mm. Jeez, where are we? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> but yeah, so I defiance to say, I don't think Tim's actually. I was gonna say I don't think Tim's gonna go down that rabbit hole. But it's shut up, Tim. So I would not put it past. No, him. I don't <laughs> think he's gonna go down the 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 fan fiction of Sonic <laughs> sleeping with Shrek. You don't but, know that. I don't know that. I mean, he's uh, had yeah. worse ideas before. Do I need to remind you of final four minutes? It's I was true. gonna say I think the the mass swinger actually might be Shrek's <laughs> marriage arrangement. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, Tim tweets about Shrek 20 times a day. I mean, this is a genuine love. He more so than even, you know, uh, a bread and everyone last week, uh, like, liked um, the Spice Girls or more than the real, real weird sisters like Harry Potter. Right. And so I guess it Tim's would be love is Shrek. Yeah, it's, it's like you guys, it's actually almost Shrek-y like the, um, the, what you guys did last week where like, I'm assuming you'll watch a piece of Shrek pop culture. You'll talk about it. And then Tim will sort of talk about the Shrekiverse at large, whether or not that includes 
Sonic stemmed fan fiction as a result of that? I suspect not. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Wait, I mean, are there? Do you like there... Shrek, Rob? Have you have you ever shown your kids Shrek? Yeah, we've watched it. Um, is Shrek is fine. I feel like that we. I mean, listen, Sonic Sonic will say the same thing. Shrek is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, Mike, are there other parents? Is this like a, a the, the first of many Sonic and, and Shrek? Like, who else is together that we should know about? Uh, yeah, I mean, let me see who else, what else the hot goss is. Like I think Donald Sponge- Duck I think- and Count Chocula? Like, what, what are these other pairings? <laughs> I do think SpongeBob gets in there sometimes. With who? I see SpongeBob involved. With them, and they sort of become a thruple. Hmm. <gasps> I see more uh, with Sonic. Yeah, uh, I. Oh, boy. I, I'm gonna have to look this up. Popular fan fiction pairings, because yeah, the, the Sonic and Shrek one is the one that I have seen the most amount of times as like cross franchise. Otherwise, like, where do you like, see this? Like, where do you yeah. go and you see this? I don't, I'm on Twitter all day. I've never seen it. <laughs> is this like on Pinterest more? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, I've seen some on Pinterest. I've seen some on a uh, DeviantArt, of course, fanfiction.net. I mean, if you go to knowyourmeme.com, which is sort of like the hub of where memes go to, that's where I usually go to if I don't know exactly what the kids are into. Uh, that's usually where, uh, that's where I found out about really the Shrek X Sonic stuff. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, all right. Akiva, what's your level of interest on the Shrek properties? Uh, I think my level of interest on Shrek is like a five out of 10. I do like the idea that Tim is like obsessed with it, but I'll definitely, I'm, I'm definitely happy to take, let you take the lead on this idea, whether Mm -hmm. you like it or don't like it. I will. If you say we will never do this, I will not affect my life. If you're like, this is my favorite idea ever. I'd be like, okay, that's fine too. I mean, are we ending the podcast soon? I don't think so. (laughs) We're going to run out of ideas. I'm fine with, uh, with Shrek. I mean, do we want to get like a little bit more structure around it? Do you want to send it to the yeah, waiting room? Yeah, we can room? have a little more structure. Yeah, Tim, structure? we put in the waiting room. But yeah. I, yeah, a little more structure. I mean, I mean, we have like the wheel is insane right now. Yeah. I think also. I really enjoyed the first Shrek movie. That um, the sequels, I feel like, uh, get old quickly. Like, I feel like there's oh, not there's not interesting. All. The popular consensus, I believe, is that Shrek Two is better than the original. Oh, I've oh, never heard sh- that. Well, among the Shrek super fans, yeah, that is the popular. Yeah, I mean, among like it's really the Godfather, Star Wars, and Shrek are the big three. Of second yes. movie is better than the first one. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Puss in Boots, uh, not interested in, and um, you know, and I, just, I, you know, I don't know if there's a if there's a, a lot there, but uh, I also saw Shrek the Musical. I saw that. Uh, I saw that. I think that could could be that's a bit of like Uncanny Valley as well with like putting poor Brian Darcy James in this this huge makeup that he has to wear the entire time. Yeah, I saw it at the Pantages Theater and I saw a high school production of it uh, right before the shutdown. Right. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, uh, that might have been a super spreader event, Rob. It might have been. I was uh, I was not comfortable there, like on like March 8th at a high school auditorium. (laughs) Like, it's weird like to think now. Funny. Yeah, it's weird to think now, like what the super spreader events probably. Were. I mean, it's it's weird to think like if if civilization had collapsed in those months since, you would think like that's the last piece of pop culture I ever you'll ever in, consume. Which, yeah, like the last I'm show you're ever going to go yeah. to. Yeah, Shrek the musical. Yeah, um, uh, the high school version. Yeah, but you guys mentioned Lindsay Wilson. I just want to tease something that won't come up for a long time. Don't tease I, I Lindsay got a, Wilson. I got, no, I got a, uh, an email from Lindsay Wilson and another. Uh, long-time uh, contributor to the show. And Lindsay, they gave me an idea. I could mention it offline if you're really curious, Rob, but I don't want to spoil it on, on air. 
Yeah. And they said, we have an idea for basically the next sort of audio documentary in the vein of um, the Sleepover podcast. It's not about me or you. We will yes. not be characters it's an in origin story in about this. Shrek and Sonic. No, not exactly. Although maybe that could be your third <laughs> thing. It doesn't yeah, really and then seem maybe like you guys her... can do the voices of Shrek and Sonic. But uh, you know, we could sort of comment on it. It's a little bit more of a mystery, so maybe we'd break in a few times during the documentary and think, you know, guess who oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, and I was going to say sort of combined with Robin and Kiva solve a murder, right? Where you guys yeah. can come in so, eventually and like, okay, are they going to get together, Shrek and yeah. Sonic? I I love the idea enough that I greenlit it, uh, sight unseen. I like the idea. So we at some point in 2021. There will hopefully be another Lindsay Wilson audio documentary. Ooh. Well, okay. let, me, let me return to, to the well a bit, actually, for, for an idea that was also being kicked around a bit. So Albert Vargas sort of followed up on your guy's idea of a table read, which, speaking of something that one of you is warm on and one is not, he says, I like the idea of somebody had about doing a table read. My suggestion is to do a special episode straight out of Saved by the Bell or an 80s sitcom when somebody experiences tough issues. So I guess this begs the question, because I do feel like the, like the RPG, this is sort of like an idea that under the right amount of massaging could turn out to be something good. Do you want your table read to be sincere or do you want it to be tongue in cheek? So it's like a very special episode of a show. Right. So I guess the question would be like, if you want comedy to come from it, would it be that it's like, oh, Rob and Akiva are reading the Jesse is addicted to caffeine pills of Saved by the Bell? Or do you want to bring like performative legitimacy to it, like the Renat musical, for example? I really love the uh, the Jesse is addicted to caffeine pills on Saved by the Bell idea you just pitched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- what do you think about that one, Rob? That's the best. That's the best episode we've been pitched so far. You like that? Uh, we got Eric Stein in there. Playing Zach Morris. Plus, you guys can actually, I believe, the, you know, the girls do perform Let's Get, or I, I'm so excited. I think you get a Seeds Baby together to perform that live on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, what do you it's, think, Rob? It's, we it's haven't okay. mentioned the table read in a few weeks. Um, yeah, this is just overall, I feel like the idea of like a very special episode are usually like dealing with things like uh, drunk driving. It's like the stuff that's like going to not be as fun to sort of like make fun of where, you know, a show was trying like in earnest to discuss a serious topic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, caffeine pill addiction uh, is probably OK. I don't know if we'll get, yeah. uh, you know, hey, I got uh, no, addicted I to no dose uh, well, when I was in 11th point, grade. When it comes to like very special episodes, this is probably like the most ham-fisted and therefore the probably the most you could mock just because of like the the insanity over the top antics mm-hmm. of, of the performances. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm so thirsty for a table read. I I, I would do anything if the key if this Will is going to get Kiva on board, then um then I'm cool with is it. it. Are you are you up for this table, Mike? You just came up with that off the top of your head, or this was an yeah. idea you had? I mean, Albert Vargas came in with a very special episode, but I I mean he's he mentioned uh-huh. Stay by the Bell, but I I, I know that that's. Always the, the top of mind, like number one answer for Family Feud of, of very special episodes. Usually for me is is the. I also think we could like spend the next couple weeks like casting, like in the mailbag next week. We could go over like casting mm-hmm. ideas. Well, who for, would you be? The... Um, I mean, are we going to have two of the three main roles? I guess I could be. I don't mind being Screech. I'll be honest. Okay, you I would, would be Screech. You'd be Screech, and, and who well, would no, I be? Rob, you have to be you know Principal Belding in honor of your drag persona. Mm-hmm. Would you be? Is Belding big in that episode? Though I'd have to think about it. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, he's building I mean, in every episode. He's in every episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. You'd There's be no good. Casey you think Kasem I, in that episode, right? That's a different one with uh. Well, you could play. Part. You could play. Yeah, you could play two characters also. If Casey mm-hmm. Kasem. I, and I also think one. you're going to have to have someone read the the stage directions as well. So I don't know if that's something that you guys want to do, or if, or if you want to give that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who would be Jesse Spano? That's like a big showcase. That's, yeah, that's a big role. I mean, that's really a star have role. Get, 
Yeah, we're gonna have to get some uh, some emails written in okay. for, for that. But so I'm maybe, up for that. Yeah, I maybe think that would be great. We we could work on casting the table read. All right, and, th- and then I think once you guys have sort of formulated the cast, then I think you could put it on the wheel and then put the put the gears in motion there. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right. Table read talk is uh, getting a little closer to the wheel. It's edging closer to that table. Uh, here's one from Ariel. Your treasure is trash. Yes. Uh, the idea comes from Rob in a podcast you and I did a couple of weeks ago. You mentioned that you still have those uh, Survivor Pringles cans that were gifted to you, just sort of sitting there in the garage, yep. gathering mold like a monkey's fur. Uh, basically, saying people can share. Did that items come up in the Choose Your Own Adventure? Uh, yeah. No, unfortunately not. Uh, but people share items they've kept and have a hard time tossing. Rob and Akiva can determine whether this is a treasure or a trash. This is sort of like an antiques roadshow almost, Renap style, where people can come forward and be like, hey, I had this Shrek cookie jar, mm-hmm. for example. Do you guys think I should keep it or should no, I toss Tim, it? No, Tim, we don't. <laughs> what if I get a Masonic pal? Oh, boy. Um, so, Akiva, do you think enough people would send us in, like, hey, I, I have, you know, uh, a uh, unopened Kenny Loggins 8-track. Uh, yeah, I, I think we would get some. I do think like it's funny. The first five are funny, but then um, like I don't know if it's a whole episode. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. we might get bored of it after ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like if someone wants to send it in, we could talk about it on the on a future upcoming mailbag. Like here's the ten dumbest things people sent in. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you have some things and you don't know the, the why don't you email us and then we can gauge the response. Hey, like we're yeah, just have if they're like incredible. Then it's a whole episode, but maybe it's just like a fun thing to bring up. I don't yeah. know. Hmm. Someone said okay. Robin Akiva solve world peace in your mentions. I don't know about that. Yeah, solve, solve world Akiva peace. Solve world yeah. peace. I didn't know uh, it was a is, problem. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I think that's more so fine world peace. Uh, Lita Brillman said a BuzzFeed quiz fest, which could be sort of a spiritual successor to the Cosmo quizzes, mm-hmm. where instead it would it more so be like the what are you types of BuzzFeed hmm. quizzes that have proliferated that site in the past few years. I mean, I think it could be fun. I, I don't remember there being an overwhelming response to the Cosmo quizzes. Yeah, I feel like I, yeah. We found um, that we, is, we had yeah. fun. We, like, we found we that if we were good girl quizzes. hot or bad girl hot, but mm-hmm. I don't remember the audience really saying that they. I, I'm not it. against it, but I would also want to hear like a couple of the quizzes first. Right. You know so I mean? I think, like, I think here's Buzz the three quizzes, best quizzes that you guys could take. We did some Buzzfeed quizzes on the Top Chef podcast one time, and they were pretty fun because they were like some of them are pretty nonsensical, like choose your dream home and this will inform your favorite food. Like, I think the best BuzzFeed quizzes are the ones where one thing completely connects to a completely different thing. And they're trying to figure out your psychology based on, you know, planning out your day, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, here's one from Esther. Best novelty Christmas songs. Let's talk some more about the holiday season. It's tough because I would say ordinarily, like, you could do a bracket of holiday songs. But I know you're sort of restricted that to March. Could there be something, though, about about dissecting, you know, you're like, all I want for Christmas is use or you're Dominic the donkey, not a zebra? Hmm. Well, I don't remember. I don't know anything about um, about really novelty Christmas songs, although my daughter keeps singing a song about a hippopotamus on Christmas. Oh, like, I want a hippopotamus want... for Christmas. Yeah, she keeps hmm. singing that. I don't know where she heard that song, but she she sings a lot. What are we doing with these songs once we find them? I don't know. I mean, you guys could could uh, you could do like a King of the Mats thing where you can create a, a list if you want to of of novelty, you know, holiday songs. You could just discuss the best and the worst if you want to. Yeah. But this is this is what was put out here. Uh, I don't think. What about this from Sperm Whale Army, Rob? Well, Robin Akiva, oh. D- Robin Akiva DM celebrities. Could we make an episode out of that where we just DM celebrities? Well, don't they need to follow us? How many celebrities have their DMs open? 
I don't know. Some, probably well, some you could you could DM. Like maybe people could give us a list. Like, hey, this celeb has their DMs open. Well, I, I think you, you could put celebrities in quotations. Like, yeah, you're a blue be, check mark. Also, so you could, I you could really like could, a yeah. the mass singer version of celebrity, right? Of like, oh, we can email this uh this viral superstar. What would I mean, we guys, say? Maybe like, hey, uh, we could you come on our podcast this second? And like, whichever celebrity comes on first is the winner. Well, you know what? Maybe this could be a variation of your cameo podcast. Where instead mm-hmm. of paying money to have celebrities answer the questions via cameo, you can instead do it via DM. What if, what if, um, yeah, what if we either ask them a very specific question, like Mike is saying, or we say like, "Hey, we just had a guest canceled. Do you want to come on our podcast for five okay. minutes?" How about this? And let me mm-hmm. spin this around. What if we put somebody in charge of DMing questions to the celebrities, and then you and I have to guess uh, mm. the answer to? the question so they're really gonna have to spam celebrities yeah. because to, yeah. to get like three answers they might have to dm 200 yeah, so we put somebody who wants to be in charge of this yeah how about this is this is this should this be with the cameo idea should we give this to navi who's, um, who is going to work on the, ca- the I, cameo I feel idea? yeah i feel like this again i feel like this is sort of like a, a sibling of it yeah i like this better i like, I like the cameo better, better. All right, folks, we could do both. Let's do both. What was yeah. that commercial? I, I, I think, I think, uh, yeah, Porque no. No, I, I think Cameo is better because it's, uh, it's. You could hear the voice. Uh, you I have a audio. question yes. from Navi and Ben, a uh, uh, fourth wheel Ben, fifth wheel Navi, who are working on that together. Yes. Okay. Um, they want to know what is the budget for the cameo. See that that's one thing on. is that okay. there's a little bit of a restriction on on that, which is the monetary value, which yeah. you don't get on. We just got this message today from Navi. What is I, the I mean, I'm already up twenty bucks from Akiva. I would throw that in. <laughs> You're playing with house money. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah. I think the problem is because the five dollar. When Taylor Cotter was working on this for a second, uh, she said like the five dollar celebrities are not worth your while. So you really have to go minimum ten dollars for everyone. Yeah. To, okay. I would throw a hundred dollars at this. Okay. Um, but should we get someone to work on the, maybe they could be start d- DMing celebrities now. Yeah. Maybe it I mean, could be honestly, part of the same episode. Okay. Like, yeah, a, I mean, I think, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I think maybe it's a good both. idea. Cause I think if you're not getting, if you don't end up not getting a lot of meat on the bone when it comes to the cameo stuff or the question stuff, if you do both. And I think that that could combine to like a worthy enough podcast. Honestly, mm-hmm. if I'm a casual Renap listener and I listen when I like the topic, right? Yeah. And this, that week's topic is Robin Akiva DM celebrities. I think I'm clicking on it. As you know opposed I mean? to Robin Akiva get cameos? No, I, I'm not saying as opposed to anything. I'm just saying that's an above replacement level idea. I think I'm clicking on that. Having nothing to do with cameos. I'm not saying cameos are good or bad. I'm just saying that one I'm clicking on. In I think theory, it's a good title. In theory, but let's see how many celebrities are responding to these DMs. Okay. I mean, yeah, again, so celebrity, I need someone yeah. with like, like, no offense to Sperm Wheel Army who suggested this, but they're an egg person. I need someone who looks they're like they're, Yeah. Yeah, they're a whale person. I, I need someone who looks like a normal person who maybe celebrities would respond to. And if you if you reach out and you think that's your episode, you know, and you want to spend the next so month. So somebody should write it. I, I look like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. I look, listen, I, I, my mom says I'm very normal. I mean, that could be an entirely different episode. Who's I'm a good flyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's the most? That's not a bad idea. Who's our most normal listener? Honestly, mm-hmm. I like that. Trying to find like the most like, like middle. It's very hard to person. prove you're normal. It's very hard yeah, to prove you're normal. Yeah, but anybody I think that would be like writing in probably is not a normal person. I think that, 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 that once you write high, in to rub, try mom. to win that contest, I think that you are disqualified from being normal. 
Listen, Chappelle, if you're out there and you want to DM 2000, cele- 2000 Why celebrities Chappelle? for Why Chappelle? Why did they come out of the... Well, he tweets a lot, so I figured maybe he'll DM a lot, too. I don't know. He mm-hmm. wants to, like, just shift off some of his... Yeah, shift uh, his to the DMs. I think he'd like that. I think if he's interested, that's his idea. If not, prove yeah. you're normal. He seems like he would want to harass celebrities for... Not uh, harassing. It's not harassing. I, I think it's more so like, like you're standing... I think you're standing on the Twitter streets and you're sort of like, oh, sir, if I could get a moment of your time, uh, yes, exactly. I would yeah. love to know, like, in what direction do you eat pizza? Yeah. Do you like crunchy well, like, or creamy peanut butter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like this idea, though. Hmm. Okay. Um, w- I think we all like it. Uh, the question is, can it, will it can it, yes. We'll have a test run. We'll Robin test Akiva yeah, I, interview The Rock is a great episode of this podcast, <laughs> too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, it's a little bit out of format. Like, we're just talking to The Rock. There's no, like, we're watching scene three, episode seven of Ballers. Mm-hmm. We're watching the movie The Rock. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we're, imagine if The Rock said yes and we we're like, well, there's this thing called The Wheel. And yeah. th- this episode of The Rock might happen next week. It might happen in 2022. I'm so glad you're on board. You might have to wait. Like, yeah, what would yeah. we... T- I mean, yeah, like, well, how would, would we, we wheel the jam The Rock like 10,000 spots? <laughs> I mean, would we just talk about his upcoming work or would we like go I back guess. to... I he'd be plugging something. Yeah, I mean, that's I the thing. Is, like, would you have to make it an interview talk about where like, you have to talk about his new project? What if it was like season three, episode seven of Monday Night Raw and it was like one of the first episodes? He was a new series coming to NBC called Young. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, nice. that uh, season three, episode seven of Monday Night Raw is probably from like uh, 1989. No, I, I thought Raw started in the 90s. It didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. It, uh, that um, Young Rock. I've been very out on the Young, wrestling. Young Rock is not know. a real project, Mike. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I was watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade like any law-abiding citizen, and I saw a balloon of yes, the main oh, 90s rock. Yeah, of 90s rock okay. with the, and I, I thought it was like an honest to goodness hoax at first but it seems like they were advertising a show called young yeah. rock coming soon okay um so monday night raw did premiere in 1993 uh, mm-hmm. but i do believe that you uh wrestling was on the usa network from mm-hmm. uh, like I, I don't know what it was called uh before then oh okay yeah i don't i don't know the name but yeah it was definitely on it was definitely on before that that i that i agree with um is there anything right, me, else? I, here's a, yeah, here's a slam dunk idea from uh, Deshaun W. Robin Akiva identified bird species. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Is he listening in? I was going to say, like, you know, it was actually very fortuitous timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, let me, let me come in with another suggestion uh, from my own archives because this is also sort of like a pig, piggyback suggestion uh, from something from uh, DJ Labelle Klein. And I know that you guys are pretty well up on game shows. But he uh, sort of co-opted a game for the B&B that we did during Bigger Brother. From There's a Meredith Vieira game show. She's no longer doing Millionaire, but she's doing a game show called 25 Words or Less, which is actually password combined with actually what you guys were talking about last week with sort of like the, I can do it in this amount of time, I can do it in this amount of time, where essentially both people are given a list of words. Oh, yeah, what happened to that? Did that get put on the wheel? But the the I no, think you our, guys were just talking about the idea and it never it never happened. It never happened. Our our uh what, what was that called? Our like name that tune idea. Yeah, this idea of like oh I can like a categories game almost. Yeah. Uh, but I think that sort of takes this format and tweaks it a little bit. Where like you guys are given a list of words and there's like a third party. Let's say I'm the third party and Rob, you take a look at the words and you say I think I could get Mike to guess all five of these words in twelve words. Mm-hmm. And a keeper response, I can do it in ten, and then you go back and forth until. Well, they we say, talked about we talked about this. I, I, I will put it on the in the wheel waiting room. Is Robin and Akiva are one uppers? 
That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 But That's it did not go on the wheel. What, what was the problem? No, we need someone to host it. You know, uh, I didn't. Um, I think no. Uh, what we what say about last the week, rock? I think, Yeah, the, I mean he's available, right? <laughs> if he's coming on anyway. What about Young Rock? <laughs> is 1990s version of the Rock available? I think we could just make a form. I mean, it's easy to find a host. I think we could make a form there for this week and do Robin and Kiefer one uppers. Do okay. you like this Meredith Vieira spin better, or do you like the original idea? I think it's getting a little complicated. Yeah, I agree. It's a little tricky. I think one uppers. Yeah, I figured I'd put it out there because DJ Bill Bell Klein created a Big Brother version for the BNB that was very fun. Uh, so I, I think that you know, if if you are if jonesing for a version of that that combines you know password with that that sort of mind frame of game that that sort of was the way to go mm-hmm. but i also think to your point that the one uppers categories game could also be very fun all right so mm-hmm. are we putting one uppers on the wheel or are we waiting for somebody to one be week the, one oh. week i'm gonna i'm gonna remember to do i'm gonna make a note right now to actually deal with that this week okay all right um one other thing that we could put on the wheel we discussed last yes. week we wondered why um am i the a-hole which uh, puya had been handling yeah. with the form uh, was not on the wheel nor in the waiting room, and it was just the rare thing that fell through the cracks of both. Oh, mm. so um, I, I think it was. I think it was one of those things where, like, we just need one more week because uh, we, me and Puya, had, had worked on the form. A I T A, A I T A. So that is ready to go on the wheel now. Put it on there. All right, there we go. Huge, All right, so yeah, here this, we- this is a big week for putting things in the in the wheel and on the in the waiting room too. It's a huge wheel. Okay. Uh, here's here's another one actually. Uh, so the great Sam Moore wrote. I don't know if this was jokingly or not. Robin no. and Akiva quit their jobs, which would have been uh, very inappropriate given Keeve's recent employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hit by a car, Claire, who might be playing in a brand steel sooner or later, responded, counterpoint, Robin and Akiva take high school career aptitude tests and find new jobs. Hmm. I just so think that the test taking part of it would be boring. Yeah, and even if it's like, oh, uh, Akiva, you should uh, be in... A plumber. Uh, yeah, you should work in a factory. Like, oh, well, okay. Mm-hmm. What what about something? Could there be an idea? Because you talked about like Robin and Kiva go to college last week. I think could there be something of like Robin and Kiva go to high school, where you know people maybe mm-hmm. even current high schoolers come on and like talk to you through like what click would you be in? You know, like what 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 dance would you uh, what dance would you arrange? And then maybe what career you know your guidance mm-hmm. counselor would put you onto? Hmm. I don't want to talk to any. I mean, I already have a high school in this house. I was going to say, you could refer to the... the why does Sam want us to quit our jobs? What does Sam thinks his job uh, is? Yeah, if, I think if, that if that would be, not be good career advice for Sam. It would be bad, yeah. Say it would be, unless <laughs> Sam thinks then it becomes like, he then he just gets promoted to being you. I don't know what his plan is there. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But, why do you want me to quit? I, I mean, the idea of talking to a high school student is fun. Not find really. Out what's going on. You, I talk to him every day. It's mostly like, I hate you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a very specific situation. I don't think all high schoolers are going to come on and say, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Do they want advice from us? Can we, can, can we mentor so. a high schooler? Oh, that would be fun to have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Mentee. Oh, that, mentee. that would actually be interesting, I think. What if like, the mentor mentee relationship? This Which could be like, actually, you know what? Could this be Robin Akiva, our guidance counselors, instead of you get oh, guidance counselors? Oh, I like that. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, we need to find a high schooler. Maddie's okay. Maddie's not in high school yet. But like high schoolers are like, okay, well, where should I like? Uh, what should I should I go away to college? Uh, what mm-hmm. should I do with like? If there are young people that want yeah. us to counsel them, sure. Yeah, I, I think this could be, or even just like advice of like, you know, uh, my my friends keep playing this game that I don't now, want to. Like, let me ask you a question about this. Okay, 
Is this inappropriate for like a I was thinking uh, about a that. youngster to come on and sort of like talk about their like uh, their their concerns about life? And this is a podcast. What? Wait, what do you mean? Like, uh, is, is that is, is that inappropriate to then uh, like air a young person's concerns on the show? I mean, they they can completely they could write it in if they want to. I wasn't sure what you meant by inappropriate. I don't know if like a someone's gonna be like, I can't yeah, stop maybe they should be, what should be I do? on the line. Maybe they could, maybe they could write in. Yeah, I think you could very easily have people write it in. Therefore, they are submitting themselves. They can choose to be anonymous if they want to. What do you think? Yeah, let's find the high schoolers, right, and I have no problem doing that. Let's see. Okay, uh, uh, Renap at robiswebsite dot com. Yeah, I think I think you could yeah. very easily. Find find some youngsters who are into this. I think also you're looking to connect with the younger generations. This might work both ways as well, where you're finding out like what the younger generations are concerned with as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We won't talk and about Sonic got, the Hedgehog. Exactly. And I'll also <laughs> give a, a shout out to Josh Abbott, who just uh, replied to the tweet in all caps, egg on the shoe. What does that mean? Egg on the shoe. I don't know. That, that mean? I mean, it could be a Renap thing where we're trying to decode it, or it could just be a... Uh, laws for the sake of laws, but I figured I would I would put that out there because that is definitely the most creative suggestion I've heard yeah. today is egg on the shoe. Okay, I'm missing the reference. Yeah, Akiva couldn't even explain how shoes work to an alien. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I've never seen an alien wear shoes, honestly. Hmm. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they need to. I feel like they have space boots. I feel like they're they're they might be able to like condition their feet depending on their technology to like any sort of surroundings that they don't necessarily need shoes. You know, they're like the peasants of yore. Hmm. Like, I don't know how much, like, glass there is on a spaceship. You know, broken glass everywhere. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of broken glass, like, in uh, Star Trek episodes. I don't think so. I don't think... I don't. And if it is, I think it's more like that sugar glass. Like, I would expect... Maybe we can talk about this and Robin Akiva get tracked as to, like, the, the, the more banalities of, like... Do you think there is actual glass or is there, like, new futuristic glass that doesn't, you know, uh, cut you when you, when you pick I it up? I don't know. But they can't seem to figure out how to not make people die every time... Like, from, like, exploding computers every time uh, something goes wrong with the ship. So, I feel like that they have not yet figured out how to make the ship safe. I mean, one thing at a time, right? You have to perfect interstellar travel, and then you can figure out how to not make computers explode. <laughs> or one one matter at a time. People just would be like sitting at their desk, like, <laughs> like just get blown out of their chair. And I do have a couple of suggestions for the crappy movie diaper, though I don't know how okay. full up you are of that. Uh, the Toxic Avenger, uh, which I'm is. not sure if you guys are it's familiar too with. Too gross. I don't want to talk about Toxic Avenger. I think it's about like a nerd who gets like becomes a superhero when he uh, gets infected with like radioactive waste and he like looks physically deformed, but is like a big superhero. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. I I don't want it's too gross. Yeah. How about uh, uh, too much slime? Pretty packed also. We take UB Halloween out of the crab movie diaper. I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't need there. Remind me next year. Would you rather add a would you want to add a crappy holiday film? Well, what is it? Yeah, if we have one. Sure. I don't know. I would have said Eight Crazy Nights, but I think you guys like got all your Sandler jimmies out during uh, talking <laughs> about. Uh, I don't think it's. Night. I don't think it's interesting either. I think it's just like bad. it's really annoying, and I don't yeah. think there would be much to talk about other I than agree. like the Sandler stuff you guys already litigated we through. We got mm-hmm. Weekend of Bernie's two in there. I'm excited about that. In the uh, I didn't know you were excited about that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Rock and Roll High School, which apparently is a 1979 film that features the Ramones in starring roles as themselves? <sighs> yeah, I'm People out call if it's boomers. before 83. Yeah. yeah. If it's before I was born, there's no chance. I, anything that before 1990 to me doesn't count. 
<laughs> except, except for, for Super Bowls, yes, right? Except for, well, no, I mean, the Jets never won a Super Bowl in my lifetime. They've never won one because mm. it happened before 90. Same thing with the Mets. I mean, yeah. this is literally solipsism. Is, is you believing that like things do not exist outside of my lifetime? Therefore, I thought it's like egocentrism. Like if I didn't see it, if it didn't happen to me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. All right. All so, right. Hey, Rob, you want to spin the wheel? Sure. Let's uh, take a look at the wheel. Mike, anything else? I don't think so. I'm looking right. up some uh, some crappy holiday movies, but nothing really is uh, sticking out. Next week, also. you had some very good ideas, Mike. Right. I appreciate well, it. Well, yes, yeah. uh, great job going through everything, Mike. All right, let's talk about what is on the wheel. Season three, episode seven, had some close calls with uh, being in the mix for mm-hmm. the uh, People's Choice, but uh, People's Choice Award winner Mike Bloom is going to put a stop to that. Nice try, <laughs> season three, episode seven. Not Hold on up, Mike's bro. watch. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mike, what uh, fictional character do you think that uh, the kids might be writing fan fiction about uh, you uh, being exed with? Oh, probably Puya. <laughs> <laughs> the race of their lives. Yeah, who's the Sonic and who's the Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really i think that's the biggest question i think it is the next thing in, in puya and i's fan fiction relationship who's the sonic and who's the shrek i guess whoever wins the race has to be the shot the sonic and by default the other one's the shrek yeah okay all right uh coin flip uh the crappy movie diaper people's choice is that eligible akiva I think so. I don't know. It's up to you. Let chaos reign. I think it should be a choice. Let me just go over very briefly the Supreme Court's rulings. Yeah. You can, people's choice of people's choice, they said, you cannot have the same idea on the wheel twice. That was the crux of their their ruling, which I think is accurate. Does that mean twice as in like within concentric circles of people's choice? Yeah, you can't have two, two, a poll and two options be people's choice. Two options be, uh, be, you know, the price is right, let's say. Uh, I think the court has made a mistake, uh, but I'll but I'll I'll abide by it. What are I going to do? And by the way, when I thought we had previously people's choice, the people's choice. If you could bear with me for a second, that was actually we were people choosing a a um double shot. If you remember, right. that's why yeah. we had two polls in a week, Rob, mm-hmm. because yeah. the, the, one of the options was was basically double shot on the wheel. And then it's like, okay, that, that initiated two episodes. The first of which was a people's choice. Yes. And I do okay. believe I like that, that actually that was the double shot was the, uh, was the, the escape room that led into the people's choice, which was the brain steel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, the price is right. Uh, Rob yeah. and Kiva have a PR firm. We tried to mm-hmm. help out, uh, choose your own adventure books. Uh, we will quick see. Sand. Yeah. Quicksand. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to ask my kids if they know about quicksand, but I think they do. Should we put an idea in quicksand? Like, if it doesn't get picked in two months, it's off forever. <laughs> One idea goes in quicksand. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, I like that idea. Like, give it, like, give it, like a ticking time bomb almost okay. in the computer. What about like Robin and Keith have a PR firm? That's in quicksand. If it doesn't come up by the end of January, it's dead for a year. Okay. All right. So that's an ex. ex- well, wait, wait, I would say let, let, let's read through the wheel first, and I think okay, we'll, we'll see what else. Maybe okay. something else. How about this? Sand. What? What? Every week we have to pick an idea that's in quicksand. Where if it doesn't, if it doesn't come up, then it, then it has two months to come up, or it's gone. But then we're gonna. That's gonna be the whole. Like half the wheel will be gone in two months, though, Rob. But things will come up every every week. Yeah, but I'm saying if like if you all these episodes now, if you say. A new one every week won't be in quicksand. You'll you'll lose five good episodes by the like. Maybe we should only have to do that like once a month. Is what I'm I was, saying. I was just once, once a month, month lose like, too many episodes. Like, yeah, first, first first weekend of the month, you guys pick a show to quicksand, and then quicksand. that and times okay. a ticking. Yeah, but this mm-hmm. is the last weekend of the month. Well, 
Okay, fine. So um, it's the last weekend of the month for the next month. Like now for the December <laughs> okay, episode. Fine. fine, but yeah. we're going to pick one today. Yeah, we are going to pick now. one today. Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's so, do the rest. So uh, we have then uh, the Price is Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob McKee, PR firm. Okay. Uh, Shark Week. Uh, motion mm-hmm. to uh, name change to uh, <laughs> you are <laughs> you are Shark, Shark Week. Week. <laughs> you are Shark Week. Perfect. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, spinoffs are trash. Robert Kevin invented the game show. Renap X. The sequel mechanism. Uh, match game. Sagittarius season. Uh, HGTV shows are trash. Star uh, the Star Trek uh, that is not eligible for next week. Uh, Star Wars holiday special with five spots and the AITA not eligible for next week's episode. Yeah, one thing, I spoke to Jenny Autumn, and she's a little busy this month, so she asked if the Scorpio season can be removed from the wheel for for a little bit. Until 2021. All right. Uh, so you tell me when to put it back on. I'll tell you when to put it back on. Um, and also, the sequel mechanism, what is on... Do you remember the episodes that are I, in I the sequel like mechanism? The census, I know, is definitely in there. Yes, you're right. I just I just looked it up as I asked, so you're right. And the other one was Hot Take to, Tournament too. Okay. All right. Uh, I didn't remember off the top of my head. But huge, huge wheel. Um, and All right, so, uh, so what do you want to put in quicksand? I think PR firm we've batted around for so long. I feel like it's like let's go already or or get out of here. But I'm open to any of these. Let me ideas. see what else could be eligible for quicksand. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like this quicksand. You have two months, Mister Quicksand. <laughs> yeah, that's been on there for a while. I like. I, I like. like I, I don't. I don't want to do anything that someone put a lot of work. Yeah. Into. What about so Rob like, McKeever right. invent a game show? Build it. Okay, fine. That's got two months. Yeah. That's got two months. That's I'm fine with that. All right, Mike, you good with that? Robert, you've invented yeah, game I think, show. And this is also different from the the Renap game that is being developed. Uh, very hard work behind the scenes. But I think, yeah, the stuff of like, we're going to create a game show, especially because you guys have become so rife with game shows right now that yeah. you don't necessarily feel like you need to create All right, one. so if that doesn't... But I do like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it being quicksanded, but like if that comes up next week, I'm also not vetoing it. I think we can right. make... We can so, I, I, so I've made a note of quicksand February 1st. Perfect. Okay. All right. All right. Heart's sinking. Here we go. All right. Uh, th- don't try to get out. <laughs> the more you struggle, <laughs> the faster you'll sink. All right. Episode number 110 next mm. week. Wow. Let's see. Let's see what comes up. Remember, we each have our veto, and it's already December next week. Mm-hmm. So. And it's... Oh. It's a good thing it's not quicksanded. Rob Akiva. have a PR firm. <laughs> Oh, wow. it got it got a little nervous. Got a little nervous. Okay, all right. I'm very excited think. about uh, this one. I, I wanted to do was, this for okay. over a hundred episodes of yes, punch yeah. up. This came up very ideas early. of things that exist and try yep. to bring bring them back. Uh, we touched on it in Millennials Killed It. Uh, Doctor Amanda Rabinowitz is back for this one. I'm not. I'm, the, I'm not schedule, sure if she wants to yeah, be. I'm schedule not allowing. It, sure. Yeah. Schedule allowing. She's a busy woman. All right. Rob Nakiva, PR firm, send us your ideas. What are some things? Morning. Yeah, we'll make a form. And what are some things that could use some help? How could we fix things? Famously, Rob Nakiva brought back baloney when we rebranded it American Salami on the Seinfeld post show recap. Changed its life, and I'll say today with quicksand, that's what we do, right? We 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 solved the quicksand mystery. 
Mm-hmm. I would also say that I think you can also put brands in here as well. Yes. Though I think with yeah, the with absolutely. the with the uh, with like the the precursor that like it should be you know a brand that really is like dead and gone. You could say like AOL. Like how do you guys revamp AOL as an Easy. example? Not necessarily not necessarily one that's still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have an idea for AOL. I'll save it for next week. But save I it for have next week. For all right. So this is great. Very excited about all of that. Okay, uh, Kiva. Let me give you a quick one. New York Jets. Uh, fire him gaze mm-hmm. and then just throw the organization and throw everything into the sun just blow it up <laughs> Good move to, them, to, move to, them to or whatever the planet was move, that you guys yeah. are trying to go to move them to Portland Pour, make them the Portland Jets make us <laughs> stop caring anymore yeah. Yeah, just any, any big city the San I, mean, I don't even Jets, live in New York know. that's not going to change anything for me that won't change anything for you <laughs> Yeah, move them to Cancun I don't know they're, they're terrible yeah I don't they have season up. tickets or anything yeah, okay. I do, but who's there's no such thing anymore. Who cares? Mm, all right. So, Mike Bloom, what what's next for you? So, uh, a lot of stuff going on here as we round out 2020. Of course, Rob, you and I and Jessica Lee are uh, covering the amazing race two times over. Uh, we're nearing the final weeks of that, but we're we're doing the tar pits every week, and we're doing the proper amazing race recaps. Also, writing about that parade.com over on Post Show Recaps. Josh Wiggler and myself are going down the hatch. Every week, uh, covering losses. We are rounding the bend. Uh, the end of season three is coming. One of the biggest turning points in the show's history. So I'm excited about that. Huge moment. And so, uh, as oh, how mentioned, about this, Akiva? What about uh, Rob and Akiva flash forward? We do the podcast like it's three years later. I love it. I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You're oh, I won't play pretend doing D and D or RPGs. But no, let me simulate my. It's a funny years idea. Later. I don't think mm-hmm. we have to do a whole episode. It's yeah. just a funny idea. Yes. Uh, we'll play play the intro like uh, yes, that's right. Episode number two hundred eighty seven. <laughs> Robin yeah. Akiva need a podcast. Akiva is recovering from hip surgery this week. Akiva, <laughs> how are what? you? Why? As we we'll all know, find Akiva, out. It's a cliffhanger. No. What happened? Replace his hips with breadsticks for easier <laughs> convenience. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Akiva, hey, Rob, you remember the coronavirus? That was something. That right? was that was something. Yeah, too uh, bad, and it, it gained sentience and is now walking around. Akiva, <laughs> I know you are very busy with your five podcasts and five oh, no. kids. What did I add? What did I, five, oh, I lost that bet. Yeah, he's sewing the hole with his money. Meanwhile, my uh, Mike podcasts? Bloom pursuing Olympics in thirty thirty three. <laughs> With his love of Puyah. Olympic year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this year is going to be an odd number Olympic year, 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They might just keep it and just keep with the... There's no way, the, the there, there's no way the Olympics happen, right, Rob? This is going to get canceled, I think. Um, no, I think they still do it. You think they'll do I, well, I what, do you, get all What month are they like, supposed to do it? Late July, early Late July. Yeah, even if they had uh, reduced spectators, I think they'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think without spectators, it might happen. Yeah. It'd be good for me. Yeah, and they can cut back on most of these events. Just do the work. Well, so you're care saying about. get rid of some of the events. That's what your plan is. Like, nah, this doesn't matter. Let's just do like basketball and yeah, swimming. And uh, I, th- I think that, you know, sort of like, you know, that th- at college universities, like, okay, like the football program brings in like the, the money. And then there's like a, a lot of other stuff that they do mm-hmm. because there's, you know, it's uh, nice to have all these different programs. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, figure out what the Olympic events are that make money. And then sort yeah. of, you know, everything else is sort of like, uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come, come back in four years. 
What well, if I you're think, the one guy on Earth who ranks all 336 events? It sounds like that would be bad for you. I, well, I think mm-hmm. what Although you could do, though, to rank, maybe. Hear, hear me out here, because I know that, again, I was watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and they said for Macy's this year, they, like, spaced them out over different days to uh, not, you know, spread it too much. What if there was something where it became, like, Olympics year, where, like, throughout the year, you flew athletes in, and you don't just house like them in one building for a portion of time? Yeah. You're saying, like, one sport at a time? Is that your idea? Maybe one sport at a time, or it could be like a month and like five events take place, and then like just keep like forcing that through throughout the year. I like it. I'm there. Yeah. Pretty good. It's fine. And they, I think the Olympics, uh, you know, that uh, look, we, we never know uh, what fresh hell is around the corner, but I think that <laughs> uh, by, by, the, by, you know, late summer, I think they could figure out the Olympics. Amen. All right. All Sounds right. good to me. Mike, I'm sorry, oh, did I, oh, yeah, I you were only up here. to down the hatch in your plugs. Oh, yeah, so uh, we have, uh, of course, as mentioned before, Jessica Lee and I are doing Star Trek Discovery coverage right now. Actually, just past season three, episode seven oh. of Star Trek Discovery. And actually, ironically enough, uh, was entirely, was a sequel to an episode from uh, from Star Trek The Next Generation. So it was a season three, episode seven, and a sequel mechanism all in one. Oh, uh, what episode of Star Trek The Next Generation was it a sequel to? It was uh, unific- it's called Unification 3, and it was the spiritual sequel to Unifications Part 1 and 2, where Spock encounters Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, in- interesting. So be sure to uh, check that out. Of course, Rob, you and I are doing some Survivor talk over the, mm-hmm. uh, the next couple of weeks. We are doing our own Outwit, Outplay, Outlist podcast, which is essentially like Survivor meets King of the Mats, where we mm-hmm. take an inane, uh, banal subject from Survivor history, and we list them out. In the past, we have done uh, Survivor sponsor moments, and we have done immunity necklaces. And I think we have a very fun one coming up this week as well, as, as we continue through this Survivor offseason into who knows when uh, it'll come back. And we'll do some other stuff in the meantime. And I will also say, uh, 2021 is already looking to be a very fun and busy time as well. I have a, a keeves load of new projects coming to people's ears, hopefully in January. When, when you say a keeves nice. load, uh, it, it, that had uh, three. I, that's that's what I. That's my short uh, short, oh, short three, three now. Is a okay. keeves load. Wow. Sometimes three and a half, depending on how you want to refer to it. Boy, uh, do you think that a keeves load will take off? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. honey, we discussed merch right before we went on the air. I don't think that's going to make one of the. Honey, t-shirts. go downstairs and grab me a Keeves load of oranges. I'm oh. trying to make juice here. <laughs> yeah. It, by the way, if somebody has an idea for what they want, a potential Renap shirt or hat or merch to say, you know, the ones that we've been suggested the most are plenty of money. Um, what's the other plenty, big one? Plenty I mean, of money. The, 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 I, I who think, suggested that? That is not a good shirt. I would 100% wear a shirt that said plenty of money. It's funny. By far, the number one is uh, is forget the mustard. It's karate time. Mm -hmm. Well, I also think uh, whoever designed the header image for the Renap subreddit, shout out to the Renap subreddit. I think think that deserves We're on that. We're we're on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think Keeves Load can maybe be on the back. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, depends. Depends if the, the shirt gets a lot of usage. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have All, right. All right. Load? All right. Uh, there you go. All right. So, Akiva, mm-hmm. what's what's yes. next for you? Um, I'm doing football talk on Thirty Two Fans. I was not on the Patreon so this week. It was Chester, Ali, Lasher, and Jared Jerome talking Seinfeld. Um, they're going over like every quote from every episode of Seinfeld. Um. Uh, NGOG, Ali and I, we had a fun episode this week. Uh, you learn the, you learn maybe the most embarrassing moment of my life, um, happens. Mm. Uh, I, I go over it on, on New Girl Go- Guy if you listen to it this week. 
And um, Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. Next week, uh, we're doing a PR firm. People should check that, that podcast out. It's fun. Okay. All right. At you 26 on Twitter. Send us your questions. Renap at robhasawebsite.com. We'll be back uh, next week with plenty more fun. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. I think we really need a podcast, but I'd need your help. Can we finally seal the deal? I think we do. We need a podcast, but that's not enough. We have nothing if we don't at least have a small idea. For this weekend, let's just pretend. That we know what will be coming up next. Rob Rob and and Akiva need a podcast. I got one more podcast to do. I bet Mira's happy that I get to do two. I got one more podcast to do. I'm just happy that I get to do it with you. Listen, Akiva, I'm sorry I peeved ya. But you know it's all in good fun I never expected we'd all be objective Now this new podcast has begun Dude, are you a moron? You think that I'd move on? Leaving was never my plan You act like an asshat But of course I'll come back Rob and Akiva need a podcast And they need your help Can you make it onto the wheel? Rob and Akiva need a podcast Yeah, they'll buy or sell Your ideas, they'll talk about it Till you've gotten your fill Every weekend